1: You know, Marty Herney is one of the best.
2: Everybody, without further ado, Mac and T-Bone from WFNZ here to introduce our boy, man, the official rapper of our show. Cuddy Cutwright's Panther anthem, keep pounding forever. Yeah. Okay. Y'all ready? Let's go. Carolina
3: Panthers. Uh Get Uh on your feet. Make some noise. Uh -uh. It's our time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We shake the ground when we coming. Let's go. Butterflies in your stomach uh-huh. Dwayne McCaffrey running in the offense balling Yeah, we on a something yeah. Wide receivers, yeah, they making plays uh-huh. Defense getting the takeaways Kyle Allen playing lights out yeah. And yeah. then worry about yeah. what the head yeah. say Ooh. Brad goes, never lost step. That's Mr. Reliable, show spec It's not easy against Keek Lee And that uh-huh. front line, and that's B.D. D Cam Newton got arrested Ain't no I.N.T., but when it's showtime, Better be ready and yeah. dressed yeah. up yeah. It's am yeah. coming and yeah. you can mess yeah. up The motto we know is next man up uh-huh. Every Panther fan, please stand yeah. up Hands uh-huh. before every game play this anthem started off 0 and, 2. 0 and two now we getting better you see it shout out to riverboat rock coach, coach and how Rivera. you doing david tepper let's go
4: Alright everybody,
2: without further ado, Mac and T-Bone from WFNZ here to introduce our boy man, the official rapper of our show. Cuddy Cartwright's Panther Anthem, Keep Pounding Forever. Yeah. Okay. Y'all ready? Let's go.
3: Carolina Panther. Oh. Get on oh. your feet. Make some noise. Uh-uh. It's our time. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Bye. We shake the ground when we coming. Let's go! Do it, uh-huh. McCaffrey running and the office balling, yeah, we on a something. Yeah. Wide receivers, yeah, they making plays. Uh-huh. Defense getting the takeaway. Kyle Allen playing lights out. Yeah. And then yeah. worry about yeah. what the head yeah. say. Ghost will never lost. That's Mr. Reliable. Show respect. It's not easy against Keek Lee in am hot Next man up, uh-huh. every Panther fan, please stand Get up, on your feet. If you believe with your hands uh-huh. up Before every game play this anthem Started off 0-2-2 Now we getting better, you see it? Shout out to River Bro, Rock right. Coach. And how you doing David Deba? Let's go We gon keep pounding forever, forever We gon' keep pounding forever, forever We gon keep pounding forever, forever.
2: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast.
5: Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? It's the C3 Panthers Podcast live to you Tuesday night. And it's a an important night when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, news broke today that... Ron Rivera has been fired by David Tepper. It's a it's David Tepper climbed Hamburger Hill to join Cody Lashney and and it's time for a new direction. Cody, how you doing tonight, my friend?
4: Trail One, Moneybags, Lawson, Underground
6: West, Chef Jeff Hodge, Josh from Mass, Tony Dunn, my brother. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, bro. Let's roll.
5: I hate to steal your thunder, but I recorded you saying all that, but the people in YouTube could not hear you because I forgot to unmute you.
6: You missed an opportunity, Tony Dunn. What the hell, man? I
5: missed an opportunity.
6: But you know who didn't miss an opportunity? David Tepper to get ahead of the competition, finding the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. There's so much to talk about. The chat room is lit. Brad Dugan, Jeff Hodge, Nick Montadaro, Underground West, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll for the second time
5: in a row. Tonight's show is the end of the Rivera era. I think this is episode 48 on the season and, uh, today marks a a big change for the organization over the last nine years has been under the leadership of ron rivera we'll be talking about that ad nauseum tonight lots of things to discuss from uh not only the decision to fire ron rivera the timing also news surrounding potential what's going to happen at the gm spot right there's a lot of uh interesting it's a lot of facets to that story as well And don't forget, we've got some of the most rowdy Panther fans on the interwebs, Uh, not only in the chat room, but cats calling into the cat call line. The number's 252-228-5098. We're going to be plowing through a ton of calls tonight. We might not respond to every call. We will play them all, though, as we go, and we will pick our spots. There's tons to talk about it. And we also got the bat daddy in the house, Greg, to hang out and talk with us. How you doing, Greg? Or boy, a calamity of er- errors tonight.
6: Yeah, no, I don't hear Greg.
5: I can't hear him at all. So that's come, uh,
1: come
5: <laughs> here, uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead, um, and, and it looks like CK is walking to his car, or he's in his house. I don't know. We'll let him get I am c- in my car. You're in your car. Yes, I know. Sir. Are, are you about to jump uh, for joy? Are you going to hit your head on the roof? Whew,
7: I'm I'm ecstatic. But also, uh, as with all things that are unknown, there's the fear of what the future holds. As much as I wanted Ron Rivera gone, I had a pit in the in my stomach the moment I found out, though, which is odd.
5: Can hear me now.
6: Yes, we do hear you now. All
5: right. Um, so, okay. Well, you know, there is <laughs> it is a loss. There's a certain loss, and there's a certain fear. Um, So, hopefully we can rebound ourselves after this stumbling. I have that same feeling in the pit of my stomach as the beginning of the show happens. Let's make sure that everybody give us a thumbs up. Cody, give me a sound check. Say, Cody, uh, are you happy that this happened today?
6: I am ecstatic. I am so happy that this happened today. I didn't think it would, but uh, it definitely did. It is real.
5: Okay, so that was my sound check to you guys. Now let's go ahead and turn. Uh, oh, don't forget, subscribe to the show, smash the thumbs up button, call into the cat calls line, whatever. There's too much to talk about to ask you guys. You ask you guys that now, or whatever. You know what we need. Let's go here. This is what happened today. This is Ron. Uh, this is David Temper announcing that he's going. Why he's going to be moving on from Ron Rivera. I
1: think to put my stamp on this organization i just thought it was time given the way things have gone the last two seasons to put my stamp on this organization on the football side as we've done on the business side of the organization um and you know i think um you know as, as as much respect as i have for ron um i think a change was appropriate to build things the way i want things to be built what'd you hear there cody
6: I mean, pretty much it's self-explanatory. This is a man uh, that, you know, I said this uh, last Sunday. The man thought he was buying a Super Bowl contending football team. And credit to the man. He could have done this sooner. He could have fired Ron Rivera as, as soon as he bought the football team. But he felt like there was reason to have faith in Ron Rivera. Um, and that just didn't turn out. And I think out of anything, this is a message to the fans about what he said earlier being true. He is not going to accept mediocrity on this football team. In fact, they even put up a stand where there is an empty shelf for the Super Bowl trophy that the Panthers do not have. So it will serve to a reminder of every Every coach and player that goes in there and sees that there is a Lombardi trophy missing from that shelf, it's a reminder that if you're a Carolina Panther, we're fighting for greatness. And um, this is an opportunity for David Tepper to, to show that uh, Ron Rivera had his time, but losing to Washington after losing to Atlanta, it's not acceptable.
5: Brad Dugan says Tepper has a plan in place, and Underground West, West says Tepper about that action, right? So, look, what I heard was the word. Uh, I heard this is I heard Tepper say multiple times that he likes, he he respects Ron Rivera as the man, uh, and that he's one of the most honorable kind of uh, people that he's ever known. So he thinks of what I think is important to remember here is that we get so we're emotionally tied because these are real people, but he he used another word appropriate. And and I and I think that what we can distinguish is this is sometimes being just because it's you've chosen to go a different direction is not a referendum on a person. Right. And we have to say that out loud, it seems like. But at the thing, this is appropriate. And to be honest, Ron Rivera survived more longer than anybody then he should have, to be honest. Is that multiple times, 2012, 2014, people calling for him again, 2017, 2018, 29 So Ron Rivera, God bless him and kudos to him for keeping the position as long as he was. He was able to find some success. Now, um, but appropriate, uh, the bat daddy, do you think that this
8: move was appropriate today? Uh it was unexpected for me, but yeah, I, I do think it was appropriate. I think we were all kind of on the, the, the train or the boat of we needed to get new coaching, and Ron Rivera was the way to go, especially if you were going to do one or the other. I'd much rather have Ron Rivera gone. Uh, but I kind of look at it as David Tepper came is coming in, and it's not necessarily a rebuild he's doing, but look at it more like an upgrade on a phone. Like, we had an old smash-mouth style you know, offense. We had a defense w- once first type mentality, and, and our head coaching staff and everybody else, and... The game is changing, and you've got to keep up. So he's kind of like upgrading it—you know, going from an S nine to an S 10 what he's kind of trying to do.
5: Speaking of what he's trying to upgrade to,
1: here is Tepper on the type of coach he wants. What I want, and just for the organization in general, is a mesh of old and new, old old football discipline, um, you know, modern processes modern um, analytics, statistics, and the rest of that, but I respect old school uh, discipline, too. I mean, listen, I was with a team that uh, was uh, the epitome of, uh, in Pittsburgh, with epitome of old school discipline. So I want to see that brought in. I want to see that mesh. And what I want to have more than anything, and you can appreciate this because you've seen it on the business side, I want to put the best people in the best positions to be successful. So, what he
5: wants is a, I mean, I think this is just what you should say is that obviously, just because you want to keep up with the times like the Bat Daddy is saying, and that you want uh, to move forward does not mean that you don't respect the tradition that has been, that all of this present and future is built upon, right? And that is these old football, you know, you don't want to come in here and forget the old football guys that do still know something. But I think all I'm hearing right now, what I heard there was, is it's time for some energy when it comes to this coaching staff. And not that Ron, and look, stoic Ron, I know it's tired on people. What I mean too is by a fresh energy of someone who is, is got, is on the uptick of their career, not trying to maintain a certain plateau at this point. And uh, you bring in some excitement and potentially some youth and some vision there, Cody. What did you hear about the type of coach that David Tepper wants to bring in in the future? And, and are there anybody is anybody on your mind? Holy cow, Nick Montero! Yeah,
4: first. And first
6: wow. Nick Montero with a fifty dollar donation, a love bomb in the chat. Thank you so much. Holy brother. cow, and thank also, you, Nick. Also, thanks you to Susan Deans who donated her fifteen dollars. And money back of Lawson's with the two dollars, saying Kyle Allen equals Terry Conklin, A.K.A. the Great White hype. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Nick. And as far as what kind of coach, I mean, let's be honest. David Tepper said a whole lot of nothing right there. He basically said, "I want the <laughs> work. out. I want I want the analytical, new school, modern head coach that at the same time has the old school, rough, tough." we're going to hit you in the mouth uh, type of mindset. And I mean, that doesn't say anything, you know? I mean, it really just says that we're in the market for a brand new head coach. And we don't know who that is, but we decided to do this now because Dallas is probably going to have a head coach in vacancy at the end of the year. So is maybe the Browns. I mean, who knows? Other other teams are going to have hirings. And you want to be out there ahead of the curve recruiting whoever the next head coach for the Carolina Panthers is going to be. I know I have my list of favorites. I'm pretty sure everyone and their mother has their list of favorites. But yeah, as to what kind of coach David Tepper is pushing for, man, it's, it's hard to say right now.
5: I do think what it does tell us is that, but when by him te- tempering the comment by talking about the kind of rough and tough old school football discipline, I do think it shows that he's wise enough to know that the solution is like, there isn't this mythical unicorn out there that we don't have that's out there, but it's, it's like, Hey, it's about moving forward aggressively but not also knowing that there isn't going to be some young 25-year-old kid that's going to come in here and all of a sudden change the way football is played entirely.
6: Yeah. Maybe uh, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the LSU Tigers, who's my age and comes from the Saints. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear all of you guys who you uh, who your bet is on being the next uh, – the next head coach and who some of the favorites are you know i mean i know i personally have my list of favorites i'm not shy about saying i've been on the lincoln riley train for a long time um i think that he can do wonders with cam newton um and if it's not cam newton you essentially let him have the pick of whatever quarterback is going to be next for the panthers and i do think that's something that we haven't mentioned yet the earlier that you do this the quicker you're able to bring in a coach that has a say so on the Cam Newton situation, and whether nice. he does want that to be the quarterback that brings his team forward uh, on the most important position on the field.
5: I do like the aggressiveness of here saying we don't want to lose a competitive advantage and miss. You know, you hate, and the Panthers I feel like have done this a little bit in the past. Is where they've waited a little too long, and then when they end up having to make the decision they gotta make, you're kind of left with the table scraps. No. Yeah. And he is not gonna be left with the table scraps. Guys, uh, on the other, you guys can't see it unless you're watching your YouTube video, but I just put up an image right now. This is from at Sportsline. Who will be the Carolina Panthers head coach week one in the 2020 season? Right now, Greg Roman, the favorite, plus 250. Mike McCarthy, uh, plus 400. Kevin Stefanski, plus 600. Robert Sala, plus seven. Goes Robert Sala, Gar- Jason Garrett, Eric Benamy, Josh McDaniels, and then Bill Cower at plus 5,000. So... <laughs> That's a no. That's not going to happen. All right, let's just go ahead and scratch Bill Cower and Jason Garrett from that list. All right, uh, real quick,
8: who do you have on your, your eyes set on Greg? Uh, well, number one, I've been saying it for a few weeks, Greg Roman. Uh, I think he's definitely going to get a head coaching job. Not I think he definitely, but he's definitely going to get a head coaching job next year. Uh, I think that he has a great mind for the game. Creates a lot. He creates an offense around the talent that he has, rather than trying to force somebody to uh, do something different. From what I've seen of him, and he's had some great success. So that's my number one guy. And I honestly don't know a lot about coaching. Y'all just want to go one by one, or you want me to just give you?
5: Yeah, yeah. Is that? What do you? Is, uh, I know Cody, and I think uh, I actually say, our number yeah. one is the same.
6: Yeah, and, and can I just say, I would be so disappointed if we went from Ron Rivera. To Mike McCarthy. Oh God! I don't, I don't think no, he don't, should be on
5: the list. Yeah. I would. I, I think yeah. I want to strike. I mean, obviously Bill Cowher's stupid. Um, I want to strike Mike McCarthy from the list. None of us want him, and none of us want Jason Garrett. Well, I saw and then Jeff,
6: Jeff in the chat saying that apparently staff members were talking about uh Mike McCarthy. I don't know. You can't trust anything you hear at this point. No. You know. Awesome. Yeah. We are not and getting
5: Mike McCarthy. He uh, no. I, I want to bring go to the point, though, since Greg said Greg Roman, uh, before the show, Cody, you brought this up to me, is that Greg Roman is the hot name right now because he's with Lamar Jackson, MVP, uh, a guy who's playing as well as Cam Newton played in his MVP season. And he is the hot name because of the way that offense and what he's been able to do but there are some concerns about Greg Roman coming to Carolina when it comes to Cam Newton, his health at the current moment, and how that system could be run by a Cam Newton. So tell me your thoughts on that.
6: Well, yeah. So if we're talking about Greg Roman, I mean, look at that Ravens offense. That's a redact, uh, play action, uh, um, you know, running the football, but they're also running the hell out of Lamar Jackson. I mean, they are using the threat of Lamar being a mobile quarterback to their advantage. And if we're talking about Cam Newton, are we comfortable with Cam Newton running that kind of power run offense again at this point in his career? I mean, after so many injuries, um, then I've read something. uh, I was tagged on Twitter about apparently there are people that are still concerned about maybe Cam Newton not having all the arm strength, that he once had. Um, But I I, I don't know. If we're worrying about Cam Newton's health, it just doesn't seem Greg Roman would be the fix to come in and and change that. Now, if you're not going to run that read option, play action type of offense, then do you even want Greg Roman? Do you look to maybe a uh, a Jim Harbaugh, who a lot of people uh, have been floating around, has connections to Scott Turner, our new offensive coordinator, which is something else to talk about later on. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Roman makes all the sense right now. Even though I wouldn't be mad at that hire, um, there are some legitimate concerns.
5: Yeah, or not even concerns, but just questions of how it would work is because of all the things you said. Go ahead, Greg.
8: Well, no, I was just going to say I I agree with all that stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm just saying he can he builds an offense around the players, so he may not run that same kind of offense, but he may have some different kind of stuff he can build with it. He just been had a lot of success where he's at. So, CK, would you saying something?
7: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna put my two cents in. I mean, I thought Greg Roman would be a good idea, and and then when you start thinking about those things, you Greg Roman has run an offense without that that power QB and everything with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor wasn't a run first quarterback up there in Buffalo. They gave the, the ball to LaShawn McCoy a lot more. But the problem with that is it was a very vanilla offense. So yeah. without the ability for Cam Newton to have his legs, if that's really the concern you have, I don't think Greg Roman is the person that you put in that place unless we do decide to move on from Cam Newton, which I'm hoping is not the case. Uh, but if you're if, if you ask me if Cam Newton is without his legs and without his deep ball, what do we really have in Cam Newton?
6: And, and to echo, uh, to kind of build on what CK just said, you know, Lamar Jackson, it, uh, those only come around once every few years. So yeah. if, you, if you have Greg Roman, I mean, you have to install a certain kind of quarterback in order to make that offense run. Yeah. And that's a lot easier said than done, man. There are not very many Lamar Jacksons mm-hmm. uh, in the world. Well, now, if, if you're talking about a healthy Cam Newton, then, you know, that's a completely different story.
8: Yeah. Well, you also got to remember with Lamar Jackson, too. He is playing at a phenomenal level, but he's not going to play like this every year. Like, it's no player plays like this every year. Now, if he comes back next year and does just like this right here, it's going to be insane. But he's having a really good year. I don't think he I do think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but I don't think he's going to play with these kind of numbers every year. That's just way too crazy. But I could be proven wrong. All right. Um, let's, let's do this is let's take a break, um,
5: momentarily from discussing future head uh, coaches and let's get into the cat calls for a minute and we'll come back to it. Before we get into the cat calls, don't forget if you're going to go check out a game, whether it be the Hurricanes on Thursday, I think they're hosting the Sharks or you want to check out a Hornets game. I think tomorrow they are playing the Golden, uh, they're playing Golden State right now. You want to go to vividseats.com, get the Vivid Seats app. They'll hook you up. You can get the ticket you like for a price you like. Go to Vivid Seats. You take advantage of their rewards loyalty program, and you get every ticket. Be sure is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. That's the Vivid Seats app, promo code Overtime. That's right. If you use the promo code Overtime at checkout on the Vivid Seats app, you will receive up to a $100 discount on your first purchase. I'm telling you, super easy. Go check out the Canes. Go check out the Hornets. And, heck, you can even, in a couple of weeks, go check out the Panthers against the Seahawks. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the cat calls for a moment. Let's just see what the fans got. There's so many calls to get to. I figure we'll let them lead the conversation. But I do want to come back to cody's pick for the head coach after a couple of calls let's see what you guys got so what are your thoughts on catcalling
1: yeah it's pretty sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody and
7: how
9: did that make you feel uh, very uncomfortable so how do you think catcalling makes the person feel
10: it feels a good like and a three and a four and who's that in the back corner with his face
3: Oh, what a beautiful
11: day in <laughs> Carolina.
10: Ron Rivera, Mr. Mediocre himself, has been sent down the
11: road. I can't wait to see what next, what Tepper has next up his sleeve, but I'm sure it's going to be a doozy. Go, Panthers. Keep pounding.
10: Hey, C3 Podcast. This is Cody. the Yeah. Today seems to be a sad day in Panther football history yeah Ron was fired today (sighs) I don't know what to say I'm so speechless guys I feel like I'm about to cry I don't know what to do sight. Today is not a sad day. Today is a day that should be called for wow. celebration, Tony and Cody. It's celebration time. So One of y'all need to pump up the cool in the Game celebration time for me. Today we all the should unite and celebrate. Cody, we did it. Cody, we did it. He's gone. He's done. He's out of here!
4: <laughs>
10: no more time clock management. No more same speeches of missed opportunities. Not taking Ugh. accountability. I will not blame every everyone and everybody else Ugh. except themselves. In the words of the great Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Baby, what a day i am happy i don't know about you cody i don't know about you tony but i sure am happy as hell Woo! what a call call all D. right until next time guys keep fucking
5: pounding, pounding. <laughs> ah. Call D brought the heat he faked you with the tears he faked you with that and then he came and he said no more poor clock management no more missed opportunities no more tired speeches Cody is it I, I think you've really I mean obviously you've been on that hill people have even been contacting me about t-shirt ideas involving Cody on a hill <laughs> um, uh, but I what be. I was gonna say is that like I think over every now and then you've talked about Rivera's message getting tired and stale
6: yeah I kind of think after a certain amount of time as a player you just once you've heard it before you just start to tune them out and by the way man like one of the things that you've heard or've seen in the chat and online is You know, people are like, oh, man, I wanted this to happen. But then when it did, oh, man, it kind of hurt a little bit. Because, I mean, it doesn't take away that Ron Rivera has done some incredible things for the Carolina Panthers. And it's nothing personal. And all the players love him. They all say wonderful things about him. And I have no uh, doubt in my mind that he's a great man, has done great things. And listen, Ron Rivera is going to be a head coach somewhere else. I don't know. They've been talking about David Gettleman in New York. Maybe he's the next Giants coach. No one knows. But uh, Ron Rivera, after a series. Poor Ron. He
5: cannot go from here to the Giants. Um, We'd be worried about his mental health.
6: I I don't know, man. I do know one one thing, and all the Panther fans uh, in the chat know this. I've been saying forever it's time to move on. The Panthers can do better, we have to do better. Ron Rivera has done everything that he can possibly do for the organization. And hats off to the man. But it's time to move forward. It's a brand new day here in Carolina. And I'm, I'm happy for it. I welcome it with open arms. And everyone should. Everyone should. Because now the doors are wide open to a bright future for the Carolina Panthers.
5: All right. Next call. Hey, what's up, C3
12: Podcast? It's Lovato from OKC. I haven't called up, them in a long time. I've been listening to every show, though. But I have a suggestion for you all for some Thanks merch. for your support. I think it would be badass if you guys made a t-shirt with Cody sitting off on a hill in his wheelchair <laughs> with his arms spread out like Jesus. And it says, join me on this hill.
6: Hey,
12: man. I would buy that shit right now, dude.
13: Get on that shit, Tony. Get that damn
12: shirt. <laughs> hey, I love the podcast, guys. He got his
5: Jesus beard going on. Next I call. I hair, think that might have. Yeah, I'm I think that might have hair. been before Ron Rivera was fired. Next call.
6: Paint me like I'm Rose on the what Titanic. Up two,
5: three Nation, Panda Nation, <laughs> TTC.
2: Everybody, it's your boy Jada. Jada, what's J-Dub. good, brother? Man, it's been too long since I've been what's on. What's up, club, brother? But I'm gonna try to keep it good, man. I am very. I'm gonna do a post Thanksgiving. I'm very thankful for this team and for our owner because we have a real owner. This is a man who does not fail. He refuses to fail. If he's going to fail, it'll be on by ill by his own doing. Like he's either going to make some big huge crazy chance mistake and fall on his face or he's going to do it and look like a genius. But that's the way he rolls. That's the way David Tepper rolls. And then David Tepper I trust. First of all, Get rid of Marty Hearn. Like, I didn't like him in his first term. Ooh, we're talking about and this. I really didn't like him coming back for a second term. It didn't make any sense to me at the time. People thought he made good signings, but I'm sorry, like, what's the top three signings? It's supposed to be awesome. a hey, 32nd rank. sent. Uh, Irvin, fine. I mean, he's hurt. Like, we didn't have him for half the fucking year, and then he's alright, but I don't know. But, so, like, he still snaps for better people. I don't know, like uh Trey Possum. I mean, that was a reach for everybody. I mean, he was
5: part of these guys. I like Trey goals. right now. I was hard on him his first stand. I think That's he's played well.
2: I just yeah. I don't see it, man. Heard well he's enough. enough. He's feet, fine so for what man, he's like supposed like to Tepper, be. Yeah. You change your general manager, and your general manager does all the hirings and firings from there on. So then you're set. He makes all the decisions. You sit back and break it in. You do all your other side stuff like you do David separate. You're a smart man. Let's get this shit right. And it's actually a good year for it with the new GM because a lot of our contracts are expiring. Perfect timing. Perfect storm. We have a two-year rebuild. And when I say a two-year rebuild, I mean like rebuild this off-season with the new GM with everything. Get everybody to use each other and get it under down. And then use the next off-season after that. Get more and more, do whatever you gotta do, and by the second season, you're already playing for contention. That's what I'm saying to you, Rico. I'm not saying like two years tanking and sucking. I'm talking about like right. get a year or maybe competitive. We'll see what happens, and then we know we have, and then next year we're good. It's 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 good time to be a Panther fan. I, I hope we keep Cam for other year too, just to address that. Like he's got one year left, why not let him ride it out? What well, hurts? Like let's see what happens. He doesn't we're done he does he should. like why mess that up you set yourself up this for a reason uh pander fans
5: don't need to be freaking out too much all right so uh the call stopped there all right that was the end all right i do want to say let's talk about this is that when this comes to marty herney thanks for the call J Dub. you the man uh when this comes to Marty Herney, what have we heard when it comes? Actually, this is what David Tepper says on Marty Herney. Here's the clip, and then I want you guys to tell me what you hear because we all hear yeah, different so, things.
6: Yeah, before you play it, me and Tony are, you listen to it. He hears something different than what I hear. We've all kind of pulled our own interpretation of what David Tepper is saying, and we'll tell you after you hear it, but we also want to hear how you in the chat. Um, take this message to me uh, about David Temper talking about Marty Herney.
4: Yeah,
1: what is Marty Herney and his role with the team? Here it goes. You know, Marty Herney is one of the best uh, recognizers of college talent in the nation. Period. Okay? I don't want to lose that. And he's also not a bad manager. There's also new processes that I want to bring in. I think that, you know, the modern football organization needs a couple people there. And if I was looking in the future, I would have, uh, you know, if I'm looking at the manager in the future and looking at who's going to be there in the future, and, you know, Marty um, is more senior, if I brought somebody else in, it could be a potential GM. And if that person was more involved in, you know, um, on the scientific side and the analytics side or and just, uh, you know, interfacing with the business side, just like on the business side, I brought in not only a president but a, a COO. This is a COO. All right. What did you hear, Cody?
6: I heard David Tepper say that, you know, he doesn't want Marty Hearn, he doesn't want to lose that level of evaluator when it comes to evaluating talent at the college level and that he's someone that he wants to be a part of the drafting process from here on out. Now, there's two different mindsets to that. We've been saying that Ron Rivera doesn't play our young players. So, is it a fact that Ron Rivera just wouldn't play them? Or did Marty Herney miss on some of those picks? We just let go of Rashawn Golden, who was a third-round pick. A lot of us were not very happy with the Will Greer pick. But have yet to see Jordan Scarlett. Um, there have been players that, you know, you could make a real argument that – the uh, Hernie hasn't drafted well outside of the first two rounds, and that's what you want to do. You want to be able he to he never blackness.
5: misses in the first ever.
6: R- r- well, that's legitimate, it's a legitimate thing, and um, that's an important shout- thing. Shout out to God of Blackness in the chat for the two dollar love bomb. Thanks to service, see you, man. And um, so, right, so that's my perspective now. Kevin, okay, yours.
5: I heard this. He said Marty Herney is senior, as in old, and Marty Herney is good at picking talent, but his ass is fired. That's what I heard. I heard that we are about we're gonna come to a mutual end right. in a short time. Cause you know what I didn't hear, Cody. I didn't hear. Marty Herney is going to be instrumental in selecting the next head coach. Didn't hear that.
6: No, no, I
5: didn't. So, is David Tepper going to hire a coach and then hire a CEO of GMs, assistant GM, replacement GM, but then next? No. This is what's going to happen. Is, or this is what I foresee Tepper wanting to happen. He has an idea of a young, of someone that he sees as kind of himself in the sports business world. A man that has conviction, a man that's got moxie, a man that has vision and is not scared of a challenge. I think he's going to go get that guy. He's going to say to Marty Herney, hey, you can quit if you want. Or you can help us in this transition. And Marty Herney's going to suck those last few dollars off that cash cow of a billionaire tit. And then he's going to hand, they're going to, that guy's going to hire the the head coach with Tepper. And Tepper is going to make the hire. But it's going to be him and the young guy over there hitting heads. And then Marty is going to be there. Because we don't have that person yet.
6: Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. So I kind of said it uh, kind of like this: We know that Bill Belichick is the general manager in New England for the Patriots, but then there's Nick Casario that has been the, you know, the the golden child of potential general manager candidates, and he's also heavily involved uh, with the Patriots and. You know, I'm kind of thinking that maybe David Tepper wants something like that. There's someone that calls the shots, but then there's someone that advises him from a more analytical perspective. Now, I'm hoping that that doesn't mean just involve pro football focus and their stats into every decision made. I hope that's not what that says. But, um, yeah, I do think that David Tepper wants to move in a more corporate direction. And, and have all of his bases covered.
4: So- what
5: I heard was this, is that I'm not stupid enough to fire everybody today and not have anybody lined up yet for tomorrow. I'm also wise enough that Marty Herney is st- he wants to look good he needs to look good as he's leaving here either that or he's just going to retire he's not going to tank the franchise he's not going to get in there and start giving you bad drafting advice because that looks like him but i heard that marty herney's role in the organization would be contracting from the typical gm who is the guy that goes and picks all this if you think about it when you hire a gm that's the guy that goes and picks his COO. That's the guy that picks all these other people that yeah. will then answer to him. I heard Marty Herney's role contracting, not expanding, which to me says, we're, look, is. hey, Marty, hang out here until we figure things out. You want to keep taking a paycheck or you want to quit? It's up to you. Greg, can we hear you? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. can. Oh, yes. fantastic! Yeah, all right, Marty okay, Herney. Ask, okay, good.
6: Let's ask Greg where, because uh, Greg and I talked a little bit, and he kind of heard what you heard. So, bad Dad, to talk to us, man, what do you think uh, David Tepper feels about Marty Herney? Uh,
8: well, you know, like you said, we were talking about it before we started the show, and uh, I kind of, it felt almost like he didn't have a lot of confidence in him and what he was saying, or at least that's what I took out of what he was saying. He did say that he was great. He was one of the best at scouting uh, college, uh, you know, talent, and that he was a great guy for the job. And he had the old knowledge that he wanted to leave on the team. But I can't remember exactly what he said, and I wish I could have watched it while I just had to put with the kids to bed to figure out what it was. But he said one thing, and it was something about he's good at what he does. Or Here, here, he, here. this he, is what he says. You know, here, listen honey, to it
1: again. He's one of the best uh... – recognizers of college talent in the nation period okay i don't want to lose that and he's also not a bad manager there's also not new a process not, what, not a bad in. manager i think that the, you know the modern football are, or, or not a bad manager yeah not a good me, one though
8: right Yeah. to, to me that, that 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 could be taken a bunch of different ways i'm sure he probably didn't mean it in a really bad way but no nope. but, but it was in a, a glowing way thing. huh it was not glowing though yeah exactly exactly so that, that was kind of what turned me off to it or made me feel like maybe he's, like you said, Cody, just kind of getting going to stay here, get a paycheck, give us a little bit of knowledge of what you need, but it's going to be time to leave pretty soon. You Ross will not like Gold. this. You will not like that, Cody.
6: Yeah, Ross Gold with the $5 love bomb says Tepper's interview sounded like he's going to hire a defensive head coach to replace Ron. He talked about old school and Pittsburgh. And he did say that, um, but he also did. Yeah, He kind of had a word sa- salad there and said, <laughs> yeah, we want a little bit of this, a little bit of that, yep. yeah. a, li- a little bit of what your mama's cooking for dinner. We want it all. So who knows, man? Um, I-, I don't know. It's so hard to infer what David Tepper wants and-, and a head coach right now. There's just no way to know, but I, I would bet my money on, The fact that it's going to be an offensive minded head coach. I hope it is. Well, you know what I
5: think, and I keep and I've been thinking about this. What you know what the benefit of getting an offensive minded head coach is is not necessarily their offensive mind, but the think of the opposite is that you then hire a defensive coach, correct? Like you can either hire this or that. So you hire unless you're Jim Harbaugh, who was a special teams coach, maybe that's the answer. The um, – what my point is is this, is if you hire a defensive coach, then you got to hope that he gets an awesome offensive coordinator. And if things go well, then that offensive coordinator will also be getting head coaching job in a couple of years. So you're going to yeah. have a natural turnover. But if you hire the offensive genius – he won't leave for a head coaching job necessarily, and he can keep around. It's. I think it would be easier to keep around a defensive coordinator than an offensive coordinator. I agree.
4: Yeah.
6: So, okay, let's, let's hit a few more cat calls, and then after we're done with a few more calls, let's talk about the brand-new configuration of Perry Fuel as the interim head coach. And Scott Turner. It's a big story. Now now going (laughs) from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. Which, by the way, I'm just going to say it, man. I'm I'm liking that move. Mm -hmm. I I like seeing what Scott Turner has as an offensive coordinator. An
7: underrated. Kyle
6: Shanahan. Go
7: ahead, saying It kind of feels like a Kyle Shanahan type move.
5: Very much so. Very much so, and I tell you this, there's a real story there, guys. There is a story to the decisions that were being made, and uh, it was God of, what was it, God of Blackness? Yeah, God of Blackness said this. He asked about Marty Herney if he was going to be working in the cafeteria. Well, if he is, Norv is taking out the trash with him. I tell you that there's an yeah, yeah. interesting storyline there. Let's go to back to the cat calls line. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Smash the thumbs up button, folks.
13: He said, "Don't let her hey, touch the breadsticks." <laughs> oh, hey, I just wanted to talk about our personnel and what we need to do as far as as far as the future. Um, this is to that like Greg, you, um, Tony. Losing with too late was a fucking mistake. It was a fucking mistake. Like it was the biggest mistake we've ever made. And that's not all losing Mike Michael Mitchell. Mike Mitchell, the safety back at back in two thousand thirteen after that. Hey, season, baby, isn't it? That was a mistake. I think losing so. Losing Thomas Davis. That He's was a fucking tonight. mistake. Losing Josh Norman, that was a fucking mistake. Losing Steve Smith, that was a fucking mistake. This coaching staff has made too many fucking mistakes. It's like knowing your personnel. You want to know why motherfuckers are running the ball? It's, it is because of 3-4 defense, but it's also because you don't have the right personnel to stop the fucking run. Yeah, got 3-4 defense. Yes, we were set to have a 3-4 defense at the beginning of the season because we had KK. Losing KK? KK this sounds like a manifest. was the biggest loss of this fucking season besides Cam Boogie. It was the biggest mistake. And as soon as we lost KK, that whole three, four people should have been scrapped. And that's why I say, Ron Reserve, you're supposed to be a defensive minor headed coach. Know your fucking personnel. Know your personnel. I mean, it's, it, it, it just baffles
4: me, man. I
13: mean, like I wonder if you crude. heard
4: the news.
5: Well, we had nah, this had was probably from before.
13: It was having those those. Because I, um, I, I went in the middle, man. The, the, all right, so
5: but talking. here, let's talk about that for just a quick second. Is one of the uh, as the negatives going back to Ron Rivera? Is that uh, Cody? Is that he has not been good with young players, and he's been reluctant. He's been he's had a hard time, a deficiency, and recognizing weaknesses. And identifying strengths quickly, you've always made the joke of Star lay would be starting if he hadn't been hurt. Still, that story goes all the way down the line, and it and it finishes with Brian Burns uh, in our first draft, first round draft pick this year.
6: Yeah, and listen, that's another player that has to be uh, loving this, Brian Burns and his brother. Uh, who played like something like twenty-two snaps against Washington? Uh, yeah, man, it's—I—I I don't know, man. It, it just seems—I—I I really do wonder how much, if—if if Ron Rivera had won against the Washington Redskins, I wonder if we would be having this conversation right now. You know, I—I I wonder how much of it was. You're not allowed to lose to one of the worst teams in football.
8: Yeah, I think that that on top of what had already been happening. You know, we'd lost, what, four of the last five? Yeah. Three of the last four before this. So, I mean, I think that was what the straw that broke the camel's back was Redskins. But I, I do think that if they'd won that game, uh, Rivera would have lived another week. I think, All right, I think that's what it was.
5: Let's keep going through with the calls.
8: What's
14: up, guys? Kyle from VA. Uh, Kyle, what's got up? the news, like, Literally 30 minutes ago that Ron Fair is fired and I'm probably the 500th call already.
4: <laughs>
14: uh, David Tepper, man, gave us a Christmas gift.
4: Um, yeah.
14: Uh, you know, now that it's happened, I was, I thought Ron would at least last to the end of the season. Um, but, too. hey, Tepper's already looking for a new head coach. Most exciting news of this season, man! It's it, it's, it's been it's been coming. Romo I had to see this coming, so uh, I'm sure someone will pick him up, and I wish him the best success, but yeah, Tempest for real about the future of this Carolina Panthers team. It's it's nice to see someone finally uh, putting some some stock into the future of this team.
8: That is refreshing.
14: Uh, I know tonight's show is going to be crazy. Cody is going to be over the fucking moon about <laughs> this. And I'm not going to wait
5: this show. Keep going, guys. All right, man. Thank you for your support and your call, man. Uh, I want to bring this up. As Moneybag Lawson said, we should have been talking about this after Atlanta. I agree entirely. In fact, I think the decision was kind of already made after Atlanta, or like that it was going to happen. And I think. Yeah, and then Redskins makes it like, this has got to happen now. Next call. You got a job. You got a job. You got a job. You all have jobs. And you want to know
10: why? Because Ron Rivera is gone. Hell yeah,
9: As of 3 o'clock today, he is
10: gone. <laughs> and I have
9: never been so happy in my life. Wow. Oh, boy. Is this yep, Nick? I just figured I'd call in. Uh, I think so. Know. Also, pose one question for you. Okay. We ended up picking up Will Greer in the offseason. <clears throat> what do you think would have happened if Taylor Heineke had started and he had taken up the main quarterback role after Cam was gone? You know, just want to hear your thoughts on that. We would all guys every week.
5: Okay, so this is a tough question because it's a why are we even thinking about Taylor Heineke? And well, he gives the yeah.
7: team to root for in the XFL. Yeah,
5: I I think though that the point that he is dovetailing to is that what does that tell us about Kyle Allen in relationship to Will Greer? Taylor Heineke, do you think? I mean. I don't think he would have had the same. Maybe he would have had the same success. Maybe not. I think Kyle Allen played pretty well. But I think this is that it would have been a lot easier to put in, or at least it would have been – Will Greer would have been in by now.
6: Well, uh, let's remind ourselves that they started Taylor over Kyle Allen last year. Kyle, uh, Taylor, I think it was QB2. He got hurt.
8: So, right.
6: yeah. Um, and so how Who starts those, at
8: quarterback Sunday?
6: Well, yeah, I mean, no, that, that was my next question. Ron Rivera question, yeah. Ron Rivera had been dead set on not playing Will Greer, but now there is no Ron Rivera. So what are the chances that uh, we see our third-round pick the West Virginia quarterback?
7: I, you know, it depends upon what we see in Scott Turner. I mean, what do you, yeah. what do you feel like Scott Turner? I mean, I personally feel like Scott Turner had um, a much higher opinion of Cam Newton than ron rivera did um you know i may be wrong in that but or north turner at least and i think that that may speak well to will greer's uh skill set to where will is still somewhat elusive he's got that explosive first step out of the pocket to where he can escape the pressure so i could see a scenario where scott turner is like thinking our playbook opens up much more with will greer in the backfield than does with uh with kyle allen back there But I will say that one of the interesting takes that I heard from Jordan Rodriguez was uh, right now they have a very layered approach with Kyle Allen. They have two read plays and that's really all they're giving him. And with Will Greer, do you have to die that, you know, kind of bring that back a little bit because he hasn't under, he's been on a scout team. He hasn't been learning our playbook as, as in depth as Kyle Allen has. So you've got to wonder, what their anticipation is with that too. So I think it's kind of a moot point at this until we see Sunday. I would like to see Will Greer out there, but I could see a scenario where they hold true with Kyle Allen because he's been getting us losses one way or another. So money
15: so,
5: Moneybags Lawson is on fire. He said R V and his flunkies are out next.
6: Vermillion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, that, that that dude is to be out the door. Okay, so listen, I'm gonna put on my tinfoil hat for a minute here, fellas. Follow me with this conspiracy theory. You right. know how I've been saying that the drafting of Will Greer was a David Tepper move, it was a David Tepper decision, and it was an insurance policy in case Cam Newton was too hurt to play to play football, right? right. I've been saying that was a David Tepper decision. Well, Ron Rivera doesn't want to play Will Greer this season. Maybe David Tepper sent out the marching orders Hey, we're gonna start Will Greer. Maybe Ron Rivera stood his ground and said, "No, he's not ready yet," and that just kind of pissed off David Tepper enough to say, "All right, I've had it. If you're gonna mismanage the roster to this level and not play Will Greer, then yeah, maybe, maybe that's what prompted the firing of Ron Rivera. I don't know. Maybe I'm. A well,
5: clearly, guy. he wasn't a uh, Ron Rivera wasn't a Will Greer guy. You know, it wasn't like he was the one pounding the desk to get Will Greer, obviously, or else he would have been more interested. I think it's a lot to ask Ron Rivera to try to develop a quarterback for the future when his when he's about to get fired. I do think it makes a lot more sense now, but here, the real story, and let's go ahead and break from the calls for a moment talk about this. The biggest story when it comes to today's news, in my opinion, has to do with the elevation of Scott Turner. To offensive coordinator. You go in, you fire Ron Rivera today. We have no idea who is gonna be the defensive coordinator. Not a damn word was said about that from what I've heard. Has anybody heard anything about that?
7: No. Well, Eric Washington is still technically the defensive coordinator, which I thought was really odd in this whole thing. You're gonna promote <laughs> you're gonna promote your secondaries coach to the interim head coach. And not address the fact that you didn't trust your defensive coordinator to be in that position. That so,
8: yeah.
7: you know uh, that it speaks a pretty large message right there. That that now it could be that he didn't trust. He doesn't trust uh, Eric Washington, but he feels like maybe Tepper feels like he would lose the locker room completely if he let go of both of those guys because both of those guys are beloved by that defense. I mean, by that that the the locker room. Well,
5: you can't let go of both of them. You have nobody. Right now, but here is that we haven't heard what the situation is going to be when it comes to the defensive coordinator. So we just have to assume it's Eric Washington, it's not Ron Rivera. It makes sense, I think, promoting uh, either like the spe- like Blackburn's too young. So I think that this was a good identification of someone who can be a, a, a kind of a temporary head coach. The story though is. North Turner got demoted in this process. He did not get fired. He got demoted. And they call him special assistant to the head coach. So they said this. is What they said today was, North Turner, you're too old. You're too old to be a head coach in the future of a team. And it be meaningful. You're too old to be an offensive coordinator in the future, and it be meaningful. But we like your son. If we fire you, your son will be upset. So here, <laughs> go over
8: there. You'll be go over there to the regional manager. Uh, it's like being a special. <laughs> <to the regional.
7: laughs> <Yeah>. He
6: got <laughs> demoted. Look, you know he got, he got yeah, demoted. He got demoted. What is his job? What is I think,
7: that? I think it's because he has experience as head coach. I think the fact that we put somebody in that interim head coach position who has no idea what the hell he's doing. Like, so is, is, he's still,
6: is, is he still in the booth now, or is he on the sidelines? That's an interesting question.
5: Here is another – yeah, that is a great question. And I think the other thing, though, to continue back, it's got to do with the relationship of Scott Turner – This is what it's about, and think about what you said when firing everybody and the defense loves those guys. Well, then on the other side, if you fired everybody on the offensive side, it would just be tough to get through the next couple of weeks. So you want to see what Scott Turner can do, and you got to keep him happy,
8: but you also cleaned house of Ron's dude. Yeah. With the the them passing over uh, Washington as just the head coach, I kind of feel like you guys are talking about how the defense loves these coaches. And they couldn't get rid of both of them. I don't feel like the they love the coaches. I feel like that might be what's wrong with the defense, why they're not jailing very well. Is the coaches had lost the the, the locker room? Um, so maybe that's why they passed up on Eric Washington because they didn't want the defense that he'd already lost to transfer over to the whole team with him being for the, even if it's only for four games. Um, so crazy. Just
5: go over there, Norv. Let's go back to the calls. The number's
14: 252-228-1598. Hey, Calvin V.A. again. Uh, this is so caught up in the moment, I forgot to ask. So, who do you think is next? Do you think Marty's next? <laughs> uh, and when do you think it'll happen? Um, yes. Yes. Is, is, do, you, do you guys think he's going to fire Norv? Um
7: I think when the season. I mean, up, if he yeah.
14: fires Ron, I see him just clearing house. It makes the most sense. I wouldn't be mad if he didn't fire Marty. I think Marty had a great offseason. So, uh, uh, as far as Norv goes,
4: uh,
14: I don't specifically know Norv in the red zone. But we have put up points this season with a backup QB. So, I mean, I'm just excited to see how this thing is going to unfold, man. This is the... This is just in the season that was so bland. This is the season now is going to be crazy for the rest of the season? This all season, we got something to talk about. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for the show tonight,
5: guys. That I think that the um, advancement of Scott Turner is the most shrewd and calculated awesome move you could do, because. I love you, man. What you get, too, is a guy who's familiar enough, who has his dad to lean on, right, in the building. And you get a guy, though, that has an audition. Yeah. In three, the next three weeks or four weeks, he's got an audition for... Moving up in the football world, his dad, he called – I mean, basically, he just – they're old. Like, he's a has-been. Not a has-been. That's the wrong way of saying it. But his career's over. Scott Turner's future is ahead of him, and he's got a lot to play for this week. What do you expect out of it, Cody? What do you expect out of a Scott Turner offense?
6: One, I'd love the move because I want to see how it does differ. I mean, uh, you only have so much time to install – an offense, so you're really not going to see a lot of differences I feel between Scott and North, but I think the it'll be fun to see the differences of play calling situationally on the goal line. Um, you know, are there new wrinkles to a Scott Turner offense that maybe isn't there in a North Turner offense? And listen, it's going to be Nord, more aggressive.
5: It's going to be Nord, more aggressive, dude.
6: North has had his chance. We know who he is. I've been critical of him. I've also praised him when he deserves it. But I I love this, man. Let's see what we have in Scott Turner. And, uh, you know, maybe at the end of the day, he might end up playing a large part in what the Panthers' offense looks like moving forward.
5: All right, next call. What the fuck is up, C3 fam?
16: It's about three twenty.
9: Just got Chef the amazing Jeff. news that Tepper finally asked Ron Rivera. About, you know, eight months too late, but what are you going to do? So glad he's gone. Now let's start talking about getting a new coach. Uh, I'm sure I'll call back later with some stuff, but just wanted to – was so excited I had to call right now. I'm sure the podcast is probably going to be like four fucking hours tonight.
10: <laughs> <I> can't wait.
9: <laughs> we fired Ron. Let's go. Next call. Thanks, yeah. Chef let's Jeff.
17: Go. B3, what's going on? AJ again. Called yesterday. And Uh Just talking a little bit about the game and the elephant that was in the room. But we all know just broke a couple minutes ago. Ron is out of the building. So, Cody, cheese it up, buddy. Cheese it up. Go ahead. and Line up for who you want in here. And
4: we'll see what
17: happens. Uh, plenty of options, really. Uh, kinda excited, it's bittersweet. I like Ron. His best years is when he had McDermott with him. I don't know if that is telltale. I think that was uh, a big part of his success. Ron will, he'll do he'll find another job and he'll probably do fine just just good. So hopefully we get someone in here. Uh hopefully we're keeping Cam and uh we get somebody in here whether it's an offensive-minded head coach or a defensive-minded head coach, I don't really care. As long as whoever's running the offense, if it is a defensive-minded head coach, he brings a really new, you know, just something different offensive coordinator-wise. You know, either way, as long as we can utilize Cam, his full potential what he should be. If he's healthy, if his shoulder's right, I'm doing whatever. So I'm sure this is the hot topic of the night. So uh, y'all chop chop it up, man, and uh, keep pounding.
5: CK, CK you mentioned. Tell us what your thoughts on Sean McDermott were. Oh, he he left. Look at that.
4: He had that the great.
5: Uh, he decided he's, to move
6: okay. first. It's his... to Pittsburgh for a He's probably he's a daddy first. Then
8: uh sean mcdermott i know he was successful when he was here and he's up in buffalo right now doing a pretty good job i mean i think he's of that same mindset though the the kind of old school pound the football which you know uh you know grind it out type deal not really a new age high-flying offense type deal so you might be getting kind of the same thing i mean not that he's available and we're trying to get him but i think we'd be kind of not necessarily in the same position but a similar one he
5: is, though, uh, the best years of our defense were with him. Under, you know, it made the, Ron Rivera's life a lot better. There's two people in Ron Rivera's career in Carolina that he basically just owes a big giant gift to. And that is Sean McDermott is one of them. Oh. And the other is Cam Newton. You know, yeah. it's thank you, those two guys. Without you, I couldn't have been what I was. Um, let's go on to the next call.
6: I would throw in little kisses in
5: that equation. Yes. Nova Black? Well.
17: Is this Nova, Nova Black?
5: Black? Sorry. it No. Well. Wait. C3, what's
17: going on? Nope. AJ that's the Hold on.
5: Here it is. You will
18: three is Nova Black. Uh, Nova Black.
15: Well. Well.
18: cross my phone.
15: Ron Rivera has been fired.
5: This don't sound like nobody. just
6: It sounds like he just woke up. this is bullshit. and
10: there he mediocrity is.
6: <laughs> at its
15: best, should I say.
2: And our team deserves better. So the message has been sent. Get your shit together or get the F out. Okay? So hopefully. We can um, get somebody in there that's going to, you know what I'm saying, um, light some fire on these guys' asses and stuff like that, you know, put a little sense of urgency, you know, add a little life to these players, you know. Fire the team back up, you know. Hopefully, when can you come back, you know, we got somebody who can actually, you know, make the best use of it. Oh, oh yeah, good stuff. Before we wasted that on career, you know, with mediocrity and, you know, run Rivera show of absurdity and miss uh opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> you got
13: it.
5: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Never Black. Next call.
13: It sounded like
6: the
11: Joker.
5: Anthem Nation Rise Up. AHC hey, from Richmond County. Oh, you can't
11: say that. <laughs> I know what y'all talking about. I know it's huge. I love it. I've been on this
9: hill too. But um I wanna talk about Jackson for a minute. Y'all touched on it last podcast after the uh the postgame. Is this kid is he getting better or you know, he got turned around in the end zone against Atlanta and then did the same thing again, you know, this past weekend. I'm like you know, I was I watched the all in you know on Amazon and uh you know, where they were Munnarlin and then were ganged up on them in, in that room talking to him about getting better and I just I just don't know if this kid can
5: get better. I hope he does. Anyway. Glad Rivera's gone. Keep pounding. That's, that's your boy, sense. Cody. Tell us thoughts on Dante Jackson and then pass the mic, CK.
6: Yeah, I mean, Dante Jackson has not looked great. But that's the thing, man. I have no idea what I'm looking at right now. Because we've been saying this about Luke Keithley, too, man. Luke Keithley is missing caps, missing assignments. It just seems like there's an overall air of confusion on our defense where players don't know where they're supposed to be they don't know where the ball is going to and you know you have guys like uh james bradbury and dante jackson being out of position i mean uh, listen i know this from a physical standpoint the ability to flip your hips and follow the receiver and and be in the in the hip pocket as they say of the receiver dante jackson has that ability in abundance um, he does make a lot of bonehead mistakes, though. And I think one of the things that we do need to remember when talking about a head coach is that first and foremost, a coach is a teacher. They are a teacher of men about how to play football. And you have to be able to impart that basic knowledge onto your football team, onto the young guys, so that way they continue to build and better themselves as players. As players, and it didn't seem that Rivera was doing a good job at developing that talent. So, I'm not ready to throw out the baby with the bathwater just yet on Dante Jackson. He has been um, kind of disappointing, but you don't ever give up on talent. And Dante Jackson has a ton of talent. Yeah,
7: so, I mean, I would would agree with that. I've been pretty harsh on Jackson for the past few weeks because – you know, uh, we – I predicted Jackson having a bad game against Atlanta because he did the same thing against Ridley the, the year before. Um, I think that he has the capability of being a good corner, and I've said this a few weeks ago, is that, yeah, that all or nothing may have shown a different side to him than he actually, you know, portrayed for the majority of the year. But, I mean, the fact is, is that it doesn't seem like he's progressing – in my opinion, from what I'm seeing, I don't see movement to being better. He just, I think, what had happened is kind of like his play style. He gets those dirty eyes. He got his dirty eyes in the beginning of his, you know, his his cornerback uh, career, where people were like, "Oh my gosh, this kid's good." He was getting the interceptions and and masking maybe a few issues that he had because he was just in the right place at the right time. And a lot of those. Um, so I think that there would be the issue is that I don't think that he's progressed as quickly as he could because I think that he felt like he was already where he needed to be because he got early hype in his cornerback career. But uh I think he has the capability of you know doing well. I think what's interesting is I feel that Tepper has confidence in the secondary otherwise he wouldn't have promoted the secondary's coach, right? I mean, if he felt like the one thing on the defense that was working was probably the secondary in that that they're making sure the ball isn't – you know, there's not a lot of uh, 300-yard passers on the Panthers, right? So the problem is the run game. And our secondary is getting too many tackles in the backfield because the run's getting through the the defensive line. So I think that uh, with the new coach, we could see some changes, but I think we need more discipline, and I don't think we've seen
9: that in a while.
5: All right, next call
9: what's up c three chef Jeff here just riding home about four thirty love it loving it i, I don't even I, I don't even mind being in traffic right now in seventy seven i um, <laughs> I can't wait to start talking about what coach we're gonna get um, but I want to throw this out there. I think David Tepper listens to the c three podcast uh kind of weird to fire a coach on a tuesday uh I mean. Would have been maybe yesterday or something, or unless you know, maybe they were having a conversation today and things didn't go so well. I don't know, but definitely a little odd to fire a coach on a Tuesday. But maybe listen to the C three podcast. We wanted to talk about it tonight, so I'm sure we're gonna be doing that, guys. Uh, just, just I'm in amazement. I, I love it. I uh, kind of thought they would wait till the end of the season, but you know, it's fine. Uh, Perry yeah. Fuel coming in, gonna be the interim head coach. I like his energy. At least he has energy, unlike our, uh, you know, our former head coach. But uh, I'll be listening, guys. Keep pounding.
5: Thanks, Chef Jeff, Jeff, for your support. And I want to thank also the seventy-nine people in the chat room right now watching, along with Bill Daughteree, who is of. I know a friend of the show for a long time. Go ahead and turn your phone to the portrait mode or however you got to get it to get to that thumbs up button. There's 44 likes right now, 80 people. Let's get it a little closer. And don't forget, you can be a part of the longest running C3 Panthers podcast. That's why, you know why Chef Jeff was making such a big deal about the day of the week that this news happened on? It's because the C3 Panthers podcast is the longest running Panthers podcast out there. And also, when you... Go to iTunes and you just type in Carolina Panthers. We're the number one one that comes up, dude. I get everybody I bump into that does not subscribe to the show and they're asking about it. I say, hey, open your phone up. Open iTunes. I'm an Android guy, so I don't get iTunes. And I say, just type in Carolina Panthers. They say, no, tell me the name of your podcast. I say, don't. Just type in Carolina Panthers and listen to me. And the C3 Panthers podcast comes up number one every time, man. And it's because of the fans in the chat room and the supporters of the Cat Calls line. Let's keep pounding with these calls. Numbers 252-228-5098.
17: I'm not dreaming of Ron Rivera.
15: the boat has sunk. <sighs> Christmas came early. Happy Hanukkah. I'm happy right now. I might even open me up a present right now. That's how good I'm feeling. Uh, Longer way to move. I'm glad David Tepper's not playing. He's handling business. Hope uh, herney's next. You know, we're getting a jump start on the head coaching position. I like it. Let's be aggressive. Let's get somebody in here that can move this offense that can score at the one. We need it. Uh I hope I hope uh, Cam Newton extension or we' count. I hope that's that's next and keep pounding. It's a good day in Panther history.
4: Merry
6: <laughs> Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever it is, you celebrate Christmas holidays, whatever you want to call it, came a little bit early. Oh, man, I, I, I'm I really am still in shock. in the in the middle of the show, over an hour into the show, uh, of, of hours after this has happened, I still, it's weird that we're talking about this, that this happened. I, I did not expect this to happen. Uh, I might need someone to pinch me, man. I, I don't know. I'm 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 blown away. I'm still blown away, Tony. Dunn.
5: Important part of the call. Important part of the call that stands out to me, fellas, is that um, Tepper ain't playing around. Nope. And you know what? I'm most stunned. Or you know how you're in shock a little bit. Is I'm I'm in shock too that we have an owner right now that wants his fingerprints on his team so much. Yeah. It's a surprising component to me as I know that people have said it but I have never seen it. I've never seen an owner who wants to be a part of the organization. Guys speak on that. What do you think that Tepper wants to be when in his kind of capacity as an owner? Yeah. I mean
7: successful. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really bottom line. I don't think he likes to lose and for whatever reason, and I want to mention this earlier when we were talking about it. And bad daddy, forgive me for interrupting you. But uh, You're good. I uh, I have a strange confidence in whatever moves he makes. You know, it, it's it's I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen the football side of his moves until literally now. But he, I feel like he knows what he wants. Like he knows that he's going to make it happen. And it seems as though money is literally the last thing he's thinking about because he is throwing money at this team to make sure that it is successful left and right. He's adding positions. He's adding, uh, you know, executives. He's adding, you know, uh, assistant general manager and assistant to the – special assistant to the head coach, things like that. I mean, he's doing things that he doesn't need to do. He is throwing money at this, right, because he wants to, in my opinion – wants to be successful. And that's what's most impressive is because I think most owners, you know, IE Jerry Richardson would rather be super conservative with their money, keep that money in their pocket and just hope that coaching is the answer. When maybe it has a lot more to do with who you have supporting that coaching staff, what type of facility you have, whether you have a a state of the art, you know, uh, medical facility for your players to be able to recuperate from a game Things like that. I mean, you see so many of these other teams focusing so heavily on that. The Panthers have never done that, and I think that uh, Tepper gives me an, just an an easy feeling about it. I I had that fear in the pit of my heart about the unknown, but after watching that video with him and uh, Bill Voth, I'm, I my fears are you know just melting away. I I feel like he's gonna see he sees something to Scott Turner. And that is encouraging because I really like that move, oddly enough. I feel really confident with that move. Um, So I just, you know, I I think his main goal and his objective is success, and that is it. Money is obviously going to be a a, a result of success, but right now
8: his main focus is bottom line, win football games. Well, you know, it's crazy because I've seen him more in the last two years I mean, it got to be 10 times more than I ever saw Jerry Richardson talking or or doing anything involved with the team that, you know, wasn't a photograph or some PR thing going on. Um, It almost seems like I was talking earlier. It's like an upgrade for the team, like a phone upgrade. It seems like he's gone on the inside of the team for the last two years and rebuilt the internal structure, like the organs, the, the business aspect of everything. And now he's working his way out to what we see on the outside, which would be the team. Uh, And and he's just working, you know, working from within to just upgrade everything about this because you're right. We haven't had the facilities, you know, that I mean, we're a smaller market team, but with an owner like this, we could have some of the best stuff that's out there. And I don't want him to be involved like a um, Jerry Jones type owner, but I do like seeing somebody that's involved and actually feels like they're not just sitting back and collecting money. And you know, letting everybody else handle. It. He he he's really he put his stamp on, like he said today. You know, he showed I mean, that he
6: there there isn't an alternate dimension that exists where Jerry Richardson is still the owner of the Panthers and puts out a video interview five minutes after uh, the the news breaks, explaining. It's in like the Man in the High Castle. Yeah, man dude, in the High somebody. Castle
5: is Jerry Richardson. We need somebody needs to impose, make that video. And it would Dude. just be like that jaw. That's like it would be but like uh, he would look also, like a. Uh, like
6: this is this is also like it's an effort to let the fans know. Hey, I hear you. The days of you venting your frustration only for the same mistakes to occur over and over. Those days are done. We're trying to do a brand new thing here in Carolina. And, and listen, but he hasn't uh, made the correct decision yet on who the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers is. I hope he does make the right decision.
8: Or has he? Um,
6: yeah, yeah, maybe he has, we'll, hmm. but time will tell. Um, but I, I definitely appreciate that he wants fans to know that there is a real vision for the future of the Carolina Panthers. And losing to Atlanta and to Washington when you know we have this talented football team you know and i still do believe that we have a talented football team man even now even after all the bullshit dude we have a talented core there are talented people on this football team players that are, that are willing to go out there and put their bodies on the line for the carolina panthers we just need a coach to utilize that talent and and provide a new way forward for the panthers and i'm happy that our owner that the owner of the football team knows that and he wants the fans to know
5: few related points that i think need to be made number one i like ck's point about talking about the confidence of of tepper and the the easiness that comes along with this what i like about that is not only did you identify that he is able to point to scott turner and, we, and I've discussed how I think that's a very shrewd decision, how he did this, that gets a lot of upside too, gives him some opportunity. But at the same time, I think what we see with Tepper that makes us not have to worry about him being anything like a Jerry Jones is that while he is a man of action, he is not a man, he's not a reckless person. And the there is a a confidence that I feel with him that while he's decided to make – it's not just the decision to fire Ron, but he has made other decisions too about not only how to not go forward, but also how to go forward. So I think there's a certain confidence that I like. We feel like there is some sort of plan. Even if it doesn't work out, we don't think he's just shooting from the hip. The, sec- no. the the second thing that, and to relate it back to the call, I heard Roman Harper talk about this today on WFNZ, and he said that he does not see a problem with making Cam prove it next year. And I thought this was an interesting component because all the people who say that Cam Newton will not be with the Carolina Panthers next year Ultimately say that he will not play if he doesn't get an extension. Roman Harper, a former player, also did not... He said this. as He said, I don't think there would be anything wrong with that either. Making him prove it. Earn it, is what he said. And I thought that was interesting because hearing a player saying that it's not crazy to think of an organization of asking a player to do that when he's had real history concerns in this decision-making forward. So that's where my thoughts are after that call and those comments.
6: You know, I've, I've kind of touched on this already, though. Yeah, maybe the Panthers do want to make improvement, prove it. But if you're Cam Newton and the Los Angeles Chargers are, are willing to, to pay you 25 plus million a year right now, yeah, you're not going to prove it to the Panthers for one more year. You've, but you don't have a choice. Career, your entire career has been pro- Well, okay, you but see, this is what things. I'm saying, though. You would have to force to a trade,
5: trade. No, you would have to force a trade at that point. What if the Panthers said, and is there? Is it completely absurd to think of this, is to say, hey, we'll go get Greg Roman. Cam, you go make yourself a bazillion dollars next year
6: yeah i mean I, I i think cam newton holds all the cards right now
5: no
4: way he good. holds
5: no cards dude i, 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 I don't
4: think, think he holds well, him I, either. I, yeah. I think
6: he holds all of them
8: yeah how so so well,
6: from okay we'll see okay go ahead first
7: well i was gonna say something before we jump into this somebody had mentioned uh you know what the chargers the chargers are gonna tell him they'll pay him isn't am i wrong in this the chargers are not allowed to talk to cam right not, am i wrong in yeah. that no, yeah, so now. He, yeah. Like even in the off season, he's not. They're not allowed to talk to him until he's their unrestricted free agent, right. which is it's not even until year. the
5: following year. Yeah,
7: yeah exactly. Accurate. So he's not going to know what other people are willing to pay him unless he is released or traded. And
5: so right that is the problem.
7: Not high with his injury. Yeah, I mean, so you kind of, you almost force yourself into a prove-it deal, or prove-it year, because you're not making chump change, right? You know, you're making decent money. Now, granted, it is a budget for a franchise quarterback, and probably he's going to be more expensive when his contract does go up, especially if he has a really good year. Uh, But, I mean, I think that there is plenty of, uh, uh, you know, plenty of power on the Panther side, certainly, but uh, I do agree, Cam Newton holds a lot of the cards in this, and it really depends upon how Cam Newton feels about, number one, Ron Rivera being let go, but also who they decide to replace him with.
8: So but the question this is,
7: what's is, he, he going to do then? This target? is my
6: thought This is my thought process to, to answer your question. If, if Cam Newton decides he doesn't want to have to prove it, he wants a brand new contract to, to come and play, then what the Panthers say is, well, if you're healthy, then we're going to see what we can get for you and see who else wants you. And I'm telling you, someone isn't gonna want Cam Newton.
8: Absolutely. Uh, well, someone that, that's someone assuming that, that the Panthers are gonna say, okay, well let's try to trade you. They may not. But, they but, may say well. what rocks, options you
6: know? do they have though? If so let's say Cam Newton decides not to play <laughs> next year and unless they give him a new contract, well what are they gonna do? Go forward with Kyle Allen? Or do you get something for Cam Newton right now? Well, so he, it, it it just depends, and what I mean when Cam holds all the cards is that his decision on this isn't going to matter a whole lot. It's going to be bar,
7: It's going to be the number one reason for whatever happens if Cam yeah, Newton gets so traded. Too. It's Cam Newton's decision because I think you lose a lot of trade value if you make this the holdout process, right? And oh, then yeah, if you I'm wait fine. too long you know you start to really you lose the ability to pick out draft picks so i think cody's got a you know a, a perfect example of where cam newton has the cards he's going to go to david tepper i think david, Te- david tepper is going to respect whatever decision cam newton brings to him whether cam newton comes to him and says i want to uh play here or i want to play somewhere else david tepper is going to either trade him or keep him based on that answer
8: well he- here here's the reason why i disagree with you all that he has all the cards is just cuz He's in the same situation Le'Veon Bell's in if he does that kind of thing because yeah he can hold out next year and say I don't want this nineteen million you can sign me to an extension you can trade me and the Panthers can say we'll kick rocks man and guess what you don't make that nineteen million that year and because you didn't play you still have that year on your contract it's the same kind of situation Le'Veon Bell was in where unless you play X amount of time you don't accrue it that year well but so the you're position, still the contract for one but year. but the
6: fact that it's a quarterback and a running back makes it a different discussion altogether because a, the, the, the quarterback
8: the Two surgeries and lost a lot of the last few games. Just I have a still, question.
6: You're, de- you're depending on your quarterback to run the entirety of your offense.
8: I
5: have a question. Another
6: running back can come in and be a Le'Veon on belt. Yes. All
5: right. Cody, is it realistic that Cam could sit, uh, re- truly sit out a year?
6: I mean, I don't know. Think man. about I that. Mean, He's he going to be
5: 31. Did. It would be 31 he would not have played a healthy season since 2016 and think about this is what if the panthers said fine you think you got a big d check out my billion dollar d over here and they just said sit for a whole year who is you don't even know what the teams are in 2021 that could even want him then
8: Right. Well, it's to be a whole think,
5: different host of teams by that point. I think Cam Newton,
7: I, and I'm not sure he cares about the record books, but by doing that, he really takes a dent in his ability to be able to make a, a name for himself on the record books of the NFL. Um, I think he would really hurt any ability to really put himself in the Hall of Fame conversation if he did retire at some point in the near future. I think that move by itself, him sitting um, would be uh, detrimental to the the legacy that is Cam Newton.
8: But that's yeah, a, that's no a doubt. that's a point in our in our favor because that that would be a reason for him not to be, not to do this. He really doesn't have. If he if he does do this, that's a hit he takes. So that's something a reason he wouldn't want to do that. So that's a card out of his hand. You know. So it, yeah, he, he needs to play.
6: It, again, the wild card here is I guarantee you that whoever the next coach of the Carolina Panthers is, they are going to have a tremendous say so about the future of the quarterback yeah. position because you're not going to bring in a head coach and make yeah. them commit to a quarterback that their future is up in the air. And, and who even knows what, what Cam Newton wants to do right now? We feel, we know in our heart, we feel that Cam Newton wants to be a Carolina Panther. There's no reason to think any different. Um, however, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, It might not be the most likely scenario that Cam holds out, But I would understand if he's like, well, listen, I'm not going to risk, you know, playing another year in a brand new offense, mind you, a brand new offense under a brand new head coach. And then if that doesn't work out, that affects my ability to make money with another team going forward. So I I just don't think it's
5: really I I just don't I, I don't think he holds enough cards to do that and it be in his interest even right you know is that if it, is there's two things he either forces a trade or forces the Panthers to cut him they could cut him and it not caught. that might be it is that he would hope that they cut him and then he can go sign a free agent deal but i think if you are if you're that embattled at this moment um i think the Panthers might be a little bitter about it and so, I mean, I would—I—I I don't know if it's just a, a feasible option for him to miss an, another entire season, based on the premise that he may get hurt again after he's been hurt the entire
8: time. Right. And and Cody, what you were saying about you know he doesn't want to play under a new coach and a new system. Well, if he goes to a different well, team, for he's that gonna to play be under a to new coach me. in the system. No, huh?
6: right. No. Well, I—I'm just saying though. For example, first year this, coach. this yeah, so next year, I mean he's gonna have to play under a, like like what you just said, a brand new coach no That's matter a, what. Yeah. But he has to prove in that one year under a brand new head coach that he's worthy of a brand new contract, either okay. here in Carolina That's a fair or, 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 or somewhere else. And there's gonna be growing pains when you do have a brand new offense and, and the and the quarterback is having to Learn different things. I mean, it's it's going to be different, and that doesn't bode well for him. Now, it doesn't necessarily end up bad for him, is there? I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. A yeah, lot of
5: because going go into another place, Cody. Whether it be, I mean, is obviously that team is not going to be great, right? They might feel yeah. like they're close. They're going to need a quarterback. Yeah, they might feel like they're close, but close, but they're not a great team at this point. I mean, you go to the Chargers right now you go to the Dolphins, you go to the Titans, is that, yeah, there is potential there, but there is also a certain familiarity here and people love Cam here. So there is a moment, an opportunity for him to play and play well and then really put us in a hard spot in 2021 Mm -hmm. if he goes and balls out and then you're like, oh, man, Uh, wow, here we go. We got to – I mean, let's go future cam. No future cam. Oh, that's when then winning.
7: we'll have a then we'll have a very similar situation to Dallas, where we now have to pay a star running back, a star quarterback, and whether you agree or not, eventually DJ Moore is getting his right. money. So right. you've got to be able to figure out a way to pay him too.
5: Coming five in, years know, from now, year. five years from now. All right, let's go Three, back to. Right? The, Oh well yeah, you're right, because he's two years in that's assuming and he doesn't
7: ball out and then do what DeAndre Hopkins did, which is get a new deal before his rookie contract was out. So we may be a year or two out if he balls out next year.
5: Yeah. Tough question. Think about it on this call is uh if if this is a complete rebuild, think no Cam Newton. Like in that situation, what does that mean for Christian McCaffrey, Luke Keekley? K.K. Short, trade Turner, guys like that. Let's go to the next call while you think on that.
19: Hey, fellas. This is Sarah Taylor. I was hey, curious Sarah. what the um, subject was going to be, what the topic was going to be tonight, but mm, I guess I know now. Um, I'm still huh. trying to come to grips with this realization. I knew it was coming, but I was really shocked. Joey Sly,
5: obviously, it. is the topic.
19: But um, <laughs> I wish the best for Rivera. He's been a fantastic coach up until this point, Yeah. but um, it's just crazy because I remember the feelings when Fox left, and now Rivera's left, and damn it, Tepper Butter, come up with somebody good to replace this guy, because I'll be damned if I'm going to deal with North Turner as the head coach. Amen, sister. But anyways, it's definitely a new day for Panther Nation. Like I said, I'm just trying to get my emotions together because I'm just absolute shock. But I'm really not that surprised. So keep pounding, guys. And I'm sure this is going to be an interesting conversation. Later, guys.
8: She was actually the one who broke the news to me on Twitter. Fantastic call. That has me ask a question. Um, Do you
7: think Norv was put as the assistant to the regional manager for that. Pre- I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just using that as a reference. <laughs> that one sounds way but, better. You know, yeah, it it, 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 did he put him there because North didn't want to be a head coach because he doesn't want that you know uh, scrutiny that comes along with that, or do you think if that Tepper didn't have confidence in him because if he didn't have confidence in him, I personally believe that he wouldn't have been promoted in any facet.
6: Well, you know, maybe right. it's because Ron Rivera brought North Turner in. Yeah. You know, after after he fired Mike Shula, he brought in north turner and after ron Rivera is fired maybe north turner uh, you know maybe he feels like uh that's too much of a stab in the back like uh you know i i came in knowing that if ever you got the axe i'd be next in line um and yeah let's be real man if if you had your son on the same team as you and you've been a head coach and you've won Super Bowls, yeah man you want your son to ascend and rise and Mm -hmm. and and do his own thing now um You know, maybe Norv Turner is happy being uh, assistant to the regional manager. (laughs) Maybe maybe he's uh, happy about that
15: role. Um, I
5: think you're right, though, is that, um, you know, one of the things I always said that Ron Rivera was nervous, or I always said, I said it like twice my whole life. So it's not like I always said it, but um, the fear of bringing in a, a coordinator who was arguably equivalent to him. And, you know, it's one thing to have guys that have been under you and they leave, but then you go and get somebody. When we fired Mike Shula and we brought in Norv, uh, the wonder, I thought, was is you would hate to bring in a guy that would be your replacement. Yeah. And yeah. Norv, was, uh, he wasn't that. He wasn't his replacement. And I think you're right, Cody. I think that it was uh, largely because... Oh, you you gotta wonder. Was it essentially offered to Norv, but everybody politely wondering. declined? That's what I'm wondering. That's is a really North good question.
7: because Norv Norv has been a head coach, right? Right. Yeah. You, you know, he's,
5: he's been head there. Head he's twice, several times, for both San Diego for a prolonged time and Washington.
4: Wow. But or I don't, I don't the believe
6: the he's ever. I don't believe he's ever won as a head coach. Yeah, yeah he's Super had Bowls. a couple
5: of 13 went like I man he's done some pretty good things. Yeah. And yeah. and he won and he's obviously won a lot of Super Bowls as an assistant.
7: But so, do, let me really ask you from a from a where you putting your team in a person uh you know in somebody's hands who's going to be able to actually take you to that. I'm not saying that we're going to have him as a head coach next year, but at least, you know, ease the transition to a new uh, a, a new uh, regime. Would you take the guy who's never been you know, more than a secondaries coach or the guy who's been a head coach in the league and has been in the part, a part of the league for decades?
6: Yeah, and when that, that's kind of why I said I think North Turner yeah. kind of probably turned, turned down, down. But North Turner probably said, listen, I don't want to be the head coach if Ron O'Barrick gets fired. Exactly. If you'd like me to stay on, I'm willing to be here probably largely because his son is here um so i i imagine that probably played a role I, uh, just as much if not more than anything else i'm gonna Absolutely.
5: stick with my initial thought and i'm gonna say no is i think that right now this was a clear the house is like hey the past is gone ron rivera is a thing of the past north turner thing of the past now right uh is the game how many times have people said the game have passed him by on this podcast Mm -hmm. so this is about no longer about looking back or even Mm -hmm. even maintaining in the last four few games is that now we're going to put in i think it was shrewd to put scott turner i've said it over uh, several times on the show why i think that is but i think this is was a very strategic decision to move forward and now you've got also you identified people on the team who have a lot to play for now you got Eric Washington, who's auditioning now, trying to rejuvenate his image as a failed defensive coordinator. Now you've got Fuel, who are uh, who has been at least named, uh, and he's black, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they so he has been named for several head coaching positions in the past, and somebody, um, I think Cody, you were mentioning that he may have even interviewed. For the Carolina Panthers when Ron Rivera was hired.
6: Yeah, I believe it was between Ron Rivera and Perry Fuel at the time that they decided on
5: He's gonna want he's got a lot to show right now that he's more than the Rooney rule, right? I mean, think about that, is you wanna if you're always an African American coach right now and you're on the bubble, you're trying to prove that you didn't get the interview because you were black, but because you're a good you know you got a lot well, to bring to the table and then scott turner also has a lot to, i think he identified a lot of people that have a lot to win in this moment
6: i mean let's be honest, this and what what do we all think the chances are that perry fuel plays himself into a head coaching job this season I,
7: my fear is that he does my fear is that he does and the reason i say fear is exactly what happened with Freddie Kitchens last year. Yeah, and Freddie Kitchens is not a good coach.
8: But it was different there, with Freddie Kitchens. he he, he was with Baker. Baker Mayfield wanted him to be the coach. I don't think Kyle Allen's gonna, you know, Demu. He wants right I don't now. Think he wants Kyle to be Allen's gonna have a say. You know, personally, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, don't think I don't think he'll have a say in it. Like 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 but, like uh, what's his name?
7: But I don't think Tepper is uh, is is naive enough to think that he's gonna be ready to be a, a head coach um just yet i mean it'd be great because i really i i almost want him to be head coach for a long haul just for the uh puns that you can come up with his name you know just,
5: <laughs> uh, give me fuel give me fire give me all that the panthers desire yeah, hey and yeah, you know I mean, what that's well,
6: a perfect segue that desire because brad well, dugan in the chat asked how attractive is this carolina panthers job and that's a
4: good
7: question
6: oh, i think man i,
7: I think mean, it's well, very attractive
6: Okay, why? So let's all kind of go through here and lay out what what makes this Carolina Panthers job attractive. Let's also keep in mind... What the other jobs are, too. Yeah, so the most popular sports franchise in the world and the Dallas Cowboys is probably going to be open for business. I think the Giants are probably going to be open for business. I think the Browns are probably going to be open for business. And that's not even considering some of the other teams that, that we don't know yet that are going to be open for business. So uh, what what are the, the key features about the Carolina Panthers that would make a coach want to choose coming here over somewhere else?
7: I'll tell you. It's that okay. you have an owner who will do anything to make sure you succeed. Okay. You know, when you talk about it from that perspective, you know, Jerry Jones has already got his practice facility and everything. Yeah, certainly. But right now, if you can get in on the ground level of what Tepper is doing with this organization, you have the ability to be a part of the dynasty similar to what Bill Belichick was, right? You know, yeah, the New England Patriots have been around for a while, but it wasn't until that, you know, until
5: what's early 2000s.
7: Yeah, until the I army. Mean, what is his name that took over? I, I can't even remember his name. Anyway For who? the owner For of who? the the, own, the owner of the Patriots.
4: Oh, oh Kraft? Kraft.
7: Robert Kraft. Yeah, yeah, I should have known that. Um, Handjob Kraft. Know, you you guys realize that he took over not long before this this dynasty was created. So are you gonna go with somebody who's a known commodity who's known in the Dallas Cowboys to just run his organization Um, any way that he wants to, and he's going to control any coaching decisions, anything like that in Jerry Jones, are you going to go with somebody who's going to give you brain to do what you need to do, but also support you 110% in everything you need to make sure this team succeeds. I think that's where the allure comes from.
5: Cody question to you on that is respond to CK's comment about the Dallas job, because there's some other things too, that while the Dallas job, you said it's attractive, And the fact that it's the largest, but it might have the best team right now.
6: Yeah, I mean they have a loaded. I mean, uh, you know, I I think. Okay, so it depends on who we're talking about coaching. So, for example, if you're Lincoln Riley, right? That's the guy that I'm. That I. That's who my little heart desires. Okay, Lincoln Riley. I've been very open about this. So Lincoln Riley is from Texas. And that's, that plays a big part in this. I mean, you grow up as a Texan, and then, you know, how often do you get the opportunity to be the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, that's, you know, that's something that's legitimate to consider. And yeah, they do have great players on offense and defense. Um, you know, I just, from my perspective, the Carolina Panthers offer this imagine building a better offensive line for Cam Newton, and you have Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. I mean, add in another receiver to that position, maybe another tight end, and, man, you're talking about there's no limit to what this offense can be under the uh, a mind that knows what to do with it. Can so, I add
7: one more piece to that?
6: Yeah, please.
7: The other allure would be the Carolina Panthers have never won a Super Bowl. If you're right. the only coach, right. the yeah. first coach to ever win a Super Bowl for our organization, you will forever be revered by this town, this this uh, the, the Panther Imagine nation. Imagine
5: where we would be at if Ra- Ron would have won in 2015. You could have been the same sure. exact coach right now, but guess what? We would have all been… Enamored,
8: yeah. Well, we would have been dying on the hill for Ron. Yeah, well, listen to this, though. If we're comparing it to Dallas… I would use the argument if you're trying to decide between Dallas and Carolina that like really compare the two teams and, and like look past the forest or don't miss the trees of the forest. Like we have a better wide we have a wide receiver that has more yards than their top wide receiver. We have a better running back than they have this year statistically. With we a, have a better line, we have a better linebacker than they have this year. We've had a harder schedule and we're only one game behind them. If we were you know racing them, we're they're six and six and we're five and seven realistically, we look a little more talented than they do. I tell you one one thing, we we don't got an offensive or a defensive line. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't.
16: They do have a quarterback right now. They
5: also have a quarterback. We don't know exactly who. And so I think you're right, is this, is that I think the advantage probably – it would be immediately the Cowboys might be more suited at this moment. At least they seem to be. Can I tell, right? you,
6: can I tell you, I think there's a team that, that's, if we're talking about Lincoln Riley specifically, there is a team I think is more dangerous to steal him from us than Please Dallas. do not
5: say the Browns.
6: It, it is the Browns. No, I mean, nobody it, it, wants yes, to go is. the
5: Browns, dude. It's tainted. It's you, tainted. It's broken. So why, why, it's broken. Why
6: was Why was Baker Mayfield a Heisman winner? Uh, that's right, because Lincoln Riley well, uh, made Baker Mayfield uh, an incredible, almost fifty touchdown passer. Also, also what? But well, I mean, he was he was a transfer, you know. I yeah. mean, L- Lincoln Riley definitely helped. The Lincoln Riley is thirty three and
5: five as a coach, and he's and, like twenty. And, he's thirty six years old. He is yeah. thirty six yeah. years old, and okay, he yeah. is thirty three and five as a coach. And, and he also played. He was the offensive coordinator at of East Carolina, where Justin Hardy and Zay Jones accumulated the most catches in all wide receiver history. Shane Carden looked like damn a damn Joe Montana here in this little school. He's had success everywhere he's gone.
6: And think about what Sukey said as well. They've never, they've never won, won. They've, won they've never won a Super Bowl either. And yeah. imagine if and it's you a worn, bigger market. Yeah, and how Beckham, is Cleveland
5: and, a bigger market? No, it's but, not. And,
6: for, forget the market. The but the air around the Browns is; they've always been a dumpster fire. So if you turn that franchise around, and you already have a quarterback up there that you've built a relationship with that you know works, and you have Beckham and Landry, uh, yeah, yeah. But wow. that, that's I would have said why I'm happy about David Tepper doing this move now. If you have a Lincoln Riley in mind, you know, you need to already be talking to his people. It needs to happen now.
7: Do you think Lincoln Riley comes here if we keep Cam? Or do you think he comes here if we promise he can pick his quarterback?
6: I say you have to do both. Try and, you know, let him have a year to turn Cam Newton into the player that we all believe that he is. And if it doesn't work out, Lincoln picks the next quarterback for the Carolina Panthers.
5: I, I truly hope that Tepper, what he does is this, is he can play the long card enough. It seems like well, you know what? Is the question is this, is he the guy that's gonna pick him? No. Is Tepper gonna go hand pick a coach and then get a personnel guy? I think
7: Tepper's smart enough to have a group of people can you know basically help him make that decision. I don't think he's going to be, you know, hey guys, I'm going to go into a room by myself with this coach and we're going to make a decision on it immediately without Mm. consent from anybody else on this organization. So
6: if they hire a coach and that coach is pounding the table for a specific person, David Tepper isn't just going to ignore him.
5: I think you also have to recognize though if he was audacious enough to go get, steal Lincoln Riley away, right? Who is kind of a god right now, where he's at. If you do that, you probably have to make the verbal commitment to him that whatever he wants is going to work for the long term. Like, even if you want Cam for just a year and we move on past that, you're still our dude. Like, you have to, I think he's, if you're going to get Lincoln Riley, you got to say that. I don't think, that's where I think the Cowboys' job. Might be nerve wracking to a Lincoln Riley, no. is that to work under a guy who might be a hindrance to you might not yeah.
8: be worth it. Well, l- let me ask you guys this: What if we talked to Lincoln Riley and he he said he would come here, but only under the condition that we get a new quarterback next year? Do you still want Lincoln Riley? I mean, we need somebody, and if that's the- if you
5: believe that much in him, yes. Okay. And, and when yeah, I, I say uh, you, I mean me too. I mean if you believe that he's a guy that has the foresight to lead your organization, you do have to recognize this is that while we are I'm gay for Cam and I want him to play till he's 70, you do have to recognize he will not always be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, right? Yeah, and I so have, it I have, you, I
6: have come around Uh, to the the notion that as much as I do not want it, there is a very real possibility that Cam Newton is not the quarterback for the Panthers going forward. And I could not imagine a scenario at the beginning of the season where I would be saying that right now. But it's true. But I do want to echo what um, Air Raid in the chat says, and this is kind of what I've been thinking. I think Lincoln would love Cam. I mean, if you look at the at some Jalen Hurts highlights of of what he's been doing at Oklahoma right now, you can't tell me that you can't imagine Cam Newton doing the exact same thing, man. If not better, way better, uh, in that kind of offense.
8: Is Jalen so, Hurts coming out this year? Uh,
6: yes. indeed so what? So he what is. if they
8: what if they talk Lincoln Riley into coming in and we had like a top five pick? and He could pick up Jalen. We're Hurt. not getting a top five. <laughs> yeah,
5: Just I let you that. know, it's not happening. <laughs> what if we? we uh... top ten would be lucky.
4: Well, right. I mean, let's be honest. We if we, we crack top the top
5: is... ten right now, we're lucky. Top ten is possible. As the very months possible, go
6: is. on, I, I don't know about top ten. As the months go on, we are going to have to start having some very real discussions about one to attack Valo. It's, it's 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 inevitable. I mean, if he's gonna fall to us, and we're in need of a quarterback, and he's there, and he does declare for the draft, man, that that might that might be uh the Bears passing on Deshaun Watson and Patrick. Myers. All right, so when I when you people are afraid he'll be hurt, but all right, so you never know.
5: In some ways, we're making this too complicated, right? Is like, would this guy want to come here if this was this and that? When you hire the guy, he's only going to have a limited understanding of what he's getting into. I mean, you're going to kind of introduce him into it, but you're not going to really start and lead with Cam Newton's x-rays and MRIs and the thoughts about him for the next decade. You know you mean? You're really having that person pitch to you why they should be the guy, not why... It's true. You yeah. should love them so much. Right, right. Is that we're not trying to sell our organization. They're trying to sell themselves to our organization. And I think the good news with Lincoln Riley, though, is that and, and I'll and I'll make us just a caveat or a story to another former East Carolina coach and Steve Logan. And Steve Logan was a pretty success a successful coach at East Carolina. He's been in the pros. He's a guy that coached David Garrard. He's been a quarterback coach. I thought he would have been a great fit in Carolina instead uh, as a coach, as a quarterback coach back when we had that stupid dude from like Ken Dorsey or whoever it was. But he always just kind of got giddy and gushed when he talked about Cam. And it was always like this. If you could just give me Cam, I could fuck <laughs> shit up. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what you were saying, Cody, is that, like, yep. how can you not be like that a little bit with Cam? It's right. like, if he's healthy and I'm a QB guru, exactly, we're going to f- annihilate man, everyone, Mugs.
6: And everyone's sleeping on them thinking that just spent... Washed up, inaccurate, all this yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all of a sudden, here comes Carolina boy Cam Newton's got that reinvigorated fire under his yep. ass with a head coach that wants to put numbers on the board. Um, I'm telling so you, so I that, think we not- got to
5: start looking at Cam being an attractive force, not an unattractive. Because the worst that's going to happen is it is what it is right now. And that coach right. knows that. He's like, the worst is it's going to be this, and I got to fix it. The best is it's going to be Cam, and I got to fix it. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the calls. Numbers two five two 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 eight
18: fifty ninety eight. 252-228-5098. Hey, what's happening, y'all? This is G. Cavassi. What's up, hey, G? It's short and simple, man. Y'all seen the headlines, man. Rivera is gone, man. Ron Rivera is gone. And I'm happy as hell. Man, I'm happy, man. I mean, I know you guys saw his last press conference. And he was talking about how he wasn't getting sleep and everything like that and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. In da, 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 da. my opinion, I don't think any head coach, you know, really gets – in the NFL gets really good sleep after all the stuff they go through week by week, you know, month by month when the season starts, even on off season. Like I'm saying, my wish came true. Ron Rivera is gone, man. And I read that Perry, uh, that dude, I forgot his last name, Perry. the damn, Fuel. Let's
5: say Farrell, though.
18: He's like assistant coach or some shit like that. for secondary, he's going to be the head coach or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, you're going to see what's going to happen, man. We are going to see, man. The only damn thing is this, man. And I said, and I kind of thought about this forever. I said, fire on Rivera. Y'all heard my calls and everything like that. But who the hell is going to be the damn defensive coordinator? I pray to God it's not Eric Washington.
9: Yeah, it's Eric Washington.
18: God, it's Eric Washington. Yeah, it is. But, oh well, during the offseason, we gotta find a head coach, man. You gotta find a head coach. Always remember, y'all keep pounding, keep pounding, keep pounding.
5: What do you thought? Is does Eric Washington has a lot to play for here too?
6: Everybody does, man. Dude, everybody has so much to play for. Uh, it, it's insane. I mean, but honestly you can't. You can't fire the entire organization. No, it will be
4: impossible.
6: Yeah, you have to have some coaches to coach for the football team. Um, but, yeah, no, listen, there's going to be a lot more changes to come. And that's something that we haven't do. Marty really Herney. Yet. See you yeah, later, hey, Marty. Listen, uh, I'm yeah, telling Marty, you. Marty Herney. I can almost guarantee you that uh, I wouldn't read too much into Eric Washington still being here. Uh, I think we're probably going to have another defensive coordinator at the end of the year and just move on to completely different pieces, man. That's that's the name of this game. Uh, the 2020 Carolina Panthers are going to look very different than the team that, that we have right now.
5: All right, next call.
11: Hey, hey Panther Nation. We got some news today.
5: This is Josh. Some
11: big news today. Josh. Yeah. Uh, the big cat, Mr. Kepper. Has uh, decided that it's best for us all to move on from Mr. One Ron Rivera. Um, you know, uh, opinions and everything aside, um, thankful for the time we got with Ron, and uh, you know, he did have some good times and some bad times. In the end, it all looked. He had some times, best, but. I think for a period of time there there there, there really was a shot that he was going to be the solution um,
7: for a long time. Who, yeah, Ryan?
11: Really, yeah. Really about all I've got on that. Mm. I'm stunned we actually did it. Um, don't wish him any ill will, and I have a hunch that he's going to end up being a coach of the Giants or maybe the Bears. I could see him going both those
5: places. I think well, he's going to have a mental breakdown if he goes to the Giants. Well, now
11: that I've got <laughs> the nice part out of the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang <laughs> it up, baby. We fired, Ron. There's your mouth. dying on no hill, fam. There's Carl D's music. We got entrenched on the hill, and we have gotten to the other side. And we don't know what the future holds just yet, but man, it's good to know and good to see that we got an owner who wants to see what else is out there, who isn't just going to be comfortable, is isn't just going to rest on his laurels, who's not just going to keep bringing in the same damn tired faces, the same tired excuses, and the same missed opportunities that we've all become accustomed to. In the last nine years.
5: Great call, Josh.
11: Oh, oh, he got us to a Super Bowl. Did Ron really get us to that Super Bowl? Did he really do that, or was that just a team riding that Cam Newton energy? Mm. I think that's what it was. They got hot, won some games, and stayed lit until the very end. Great call. The goddamn camera got blown out by Von Miller. Anyway... Y'all know who it is. This is Josh from Mass. Checking in and signing out. Have a good night, Panther Nation. Keep pounding.
5: Yo, we fired, Ron. Fa- <laughs> fantastic call. And the reason I like this call so much, I mean, there's a lot of layers to it, but CK, uh, he said that there was a moment where we thought Rom was the solution, and we did not think that until 2015.
7: Correct. Well, yeah. I think you started to feel that way. In 2013, you started to see there was a glimmer of Right, something. But then 2014
5: comes, and it's like again, we started off so shitty.
7: Started off crappy, but then when it counted, he was able to pull this team
5: up, and he got the riverboat moniker that year. And and so
7: in November and December is where you know Pete Carroll says it. Everybody says it. That's when you've got to get hot. You know, it doesn't matter how your season starts. It matters how that second half of the season goes. And for the longest time, Ron Rivera was very good about keeping this team together and then just dominating there
5: towards the end of the year. Um, and it was it just, 2017 it, when it just really ended.
7: Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, I'm I, so right now, obviously, I don't know. I'm sure you guys have all done it. Um, I'm going through the uh, Panthers.com, and I'm looking at the players reacting to this, man. And you can't help but be emotional because these guys, I mean, they, they are just – They love the man. They loved him. I mean, tell me what they're saying.
5: Tell me what they're saying because I haven't gone through it.
7: I mean, you have
5: uh, let's go back
7: to uh, one of the most impactful, in my opinion, was Greg Olson's. He said on the day I was traded to the Panthers in 2011, every player who played for Ron in Chicago said the same thing to me on my way out. You're going to play for a great coach, but a better man um and then you have cam newton we will forever be grateful because of the impact you had on my life thank you for giving me an opportunity thank you for believing in me i can go on and uh, on and on but most important thank you for allowing me to be me um obviously in his uh, his way of doing mike tolbert
5: mike tolbert yeah. salty mike tolbert even coming in uh, there how
6: about charles Tillman? Says sad day for Panther fans. Thanks to Riverboat Ron for taking a chance on this guy in his 13th year. The 2000 season, 2015 season was one of the best years of my career. Your staff, mm-hmm. family, and team welcomed me with open arms, and I am forever grateful for that. Even Benay Ben Wickery comes out uh, in support for Ron. Shut up. A lot, a lot. Shut yeah, Tell I mean, me I, this. It,
5: Sticky Wicky. Tell yeah, me. It,
6: But Aben Winkley says, respect for Riverboat, Ron. Whatever decisions were made regarding me, I honestly don't feel you had much control over. He binds that
3: on Gettleman.
6: We had many serious one-on-one talks before and after my injury, and I appreciate your support through everything. Many blessings continuing your journey. So he was always a players
5: he was always a players and you know and let's take a moment to think about that is that while we are there is a celebration and that we're looking towards a new era he did I mean like he was very important to our organization and while he was not immensely successful he was successful enough with Cam Newton to keep us relevant for a decade
7: Yeah, and and one of the things that I'll say, and a lot of people wanted to point to this, and I appreciate the fact that he's actually addressed this. He said that a lot of people, let's see here, I'm going to tell you, um, because he obviously had his little exit interview with whomever this is, but he said, I've always tried to remember that I had a responsibility to lead and be the same guy all the time. It was hard. A lot of people said they wished I would be more emotional. How often have we said that? We want you to be emotional, but I think that what I I respect about that is that it does bring up part of this that we don't ever talk about, which is he was raised by a military father who was taught him that leadership means being the same person day in and day out, somebody who can be relied on to be the same person that they were the day before, be it a loss, be it a win, he's going to be the same guy. And that's where I think that maybe came from. And I don't think we think about those things, but it is, man, I, you know, just reading these articles about, you know, what he says about the organization things. I mean, it just, it, it, it it needed to happen and nobody's going to regret the fact that he's gone, but man, it's just, you know, it's kind of like when you you make the decision to break up with a girlfriend you've been with for five years and, you know, you're like, is this the right decision or not? Right. When you get ready to do it and then it happens, you start to kind of remember all the good times and not the bad times.
5: But, I mean, I, it is tough, man. It's well, like Temper said, it football was football. appropriate, right? Yeah. And second, I think Ron Rivera did change. I think he yeah. changed after the success of the Super Bowl. And what I think it became was more of a we're going to keep banging the square hole into the round peg mentality. We're doing it right. It's the other things are not going right, and I'm not saying that he was doing it wrong, but it just felt it just felt different to me after the Super Bowl and how he addressed the media afterwards, how he addressed losses, how he addressed it, and 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 but kudos to him too. I do like even at the end he was not trying to throw players under the bus, and while we continue to look at him as like defending Kyle Allen to the death defending these people he was i mean yeah he was he was done di- he could have easily said you know what carol allen ain't gonna fucking start i mean he didn't say that you know what i mean like he has to do the things that are right when it comes mm-hmm. to just people stuff so ron rivera great part of the organization uh but like tepper said maybe appropriate time to part ways next call cat calls line 252-228-5098
12: Oh my God, the day I thought would never come, and the day that Cody thought would never come, (laughs) that all his prayers would be answered, and that all our prayers would be answered, David Tepper finally, finally put an end to all this mediocrity that we've been dealing with by firing Mm. Ron Rivera. mm
5: I don't know if he put an end to it, but he he's trying to do it. Now, I hope the only reason like he didn't forward, fire yeah. Norv,
12: if he did it, because I didn't hear much, because it, it literally just happened. I was probably walking to the store when it happened. If he didn't fire Norv, I hope that's just because we need somebody to coach his damn team.
5: I think he kind of did fire well, anyway. Norv.
12: Not much else to say other than basically math, the same
7: thing that happened to Eric Washington, but didn't really.
5: Yes, exactly. Yep. Gosh, Josh Norman out there on and Twitter I ran into celebrating somebody
12: who was on your hill, Cody, at the store, or I thought I did because I thought she said they should fire Rivera, but I didn't know she said they fired Rivera because number one I'm hearing impaired, number two I never thought that would happen. I mean, I did, but. It just seemed too good
5: to be true. All right, guys, bye. All right, I want to read this. Is this is Nathan Conley, who is the former guy that was on WFNZ? He's been on the show. He's a Patriots fan and he's a giant jerk. But just all right. And I would tell that to him. His face. I don't care. He said this. Saw tweet. He tweeted this 45 minutes ago. Saw Josh McDaniels floated as a coaching candidate for the Panthers. Wonder how fans would feel about that. Not sure it's a fit for either party. Still can't imagine Herney in place as an appealing aspect for any potential hire. He's got to go for this reboot. Number one, uh, we know Herney is going to go, so don't worry about that. Josh McDaniels, can you steal away Josh McDaniels, Cody, and Casario? And the problems with their, like, do they see the end of the dynasty and run out the door? Any reservations about Josh McDaniels after what the hell happened with the damn Colts?
6: You know, no, to be honest with you. I kind of think that was uh, uh, just, uh, what, what's the guy's, now I'm blanking on Robert Kraft uh, reaching out and saying, hey man, not yet. Uh, I don't think that would ever happen twice um it's kind of a non I, i don't see that being something that would stop us from hiring him uh i do think josh mcdaniels is a really good coach um i i don't know i would i would love nick casario more than i would mcdaniels i mean listen i cannot tell you guys how important a front office is man a general manager that knows how to hit on picks that knows how to rearrange cap space and get some more money here and there to sign important free agents. That's so important. And even though I give Marty credit for this season and the moves that he made and the things that he did, man, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not hopeful in the long term that Marty Herney is the general manager for the future. either
5: is temper. He's done. He's not hiring the next coach.
6: I mean, I agree with, with what that guy just said, whoever you just read. Um, I, I don't know too many coaches that, that want to come in and be at the whim of, of Marty Hernick. So. Because
5: it's fake. It's not true. He's already fired.
6: But then why not fire him already?
5: Well, he's like a temperate. You, temper- lose, a
6: lot. you yeah. lose a lot of drafting.
5: Yeah, is come that on. you're not even firing. You're saying this is you can quit if you want, but we're going to your contract is ends in 2020. Why you can finish it or you can leave. We're not telling you to leave early. What we're telling you is this, is that you're n- not the GM of the future. I think yeah. it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear that he didn't come out and say that Marty and Herney and I are going to be working towards finding the next coach of the Carolina Panthers. He didn't say that. So he's yep. not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said he's not bad. Uh, yeah. Next call. Next call.
11: Hey, hey,
5: hey. You You know know who it is. is.
11: (laughs) Well, fellas, we got a
13: lot to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, we do. I'm over here flying in the sky, you know, per usual. You know, I live that colorful life, you know. (laughs) So where should I begin? Uh, I want to talk about Marty Ernie's. I just watched the interview, and David Tesserman man, he basically confirmed Marty Herney's job is safe. I read it. See, everyone hears something says, different, like, dude. They get along really, really well, and that lets me know, and that confirms Cam Newton. I know I was saying that Marty Herney was going to get fired, but I had to take a step back for a second and actually think about—he's the one that fucking. He's the reason why Cam Newton is and a Carolina people. Panther.
14: Yeah, and he loves
13: Cam Newton, and so that tells me that Cam. I put, I would put my whole life savings on the line, and it's a fucking lot, fellas. I swear to God, I, I'll put that on the line. Cam Newton, and this is coming from me. I'm, I'm telling you, fellas, Cam Newton is going to retire. A Carolina Panther, and he will win another fucking Super Bowl. Not even that he should. He, we should. I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, I, I thought you was saying he going to retire I, like soon. I'm still
4: <laughs> in my mind, man.
13: I still just. finish it going to win, man. But he's going to win us a fucking Super Bowl, fellas. And I'm telling you, we have to. Mm, like, if so. we get a top 10. It's not even a top 10 pick in the first round. It's a top 10 pick in each fucking round. Like, That is so important. And I'm telling you, if you give Cam a weapon like Jerry Judy or C. D. Lamb, man, not even just them. Like, there's the the other two receivers from Bamba. You got the three receivers from LSU that are all going in the first round.
8: But we've got a top five receiver right now. Get this
13: motherfucker some weapons, man. Like, this is it, fellas, do or die, yo, like, god damn it, fuck. Tell me what y'all think, man, like, I'm honestly, I'm happy, I'm happy, like, Robert Rivera, I'm sorry, it's time to go, man, like, he wasn't getting it done, I'm sick of the same excuses, like, I'm sick of that shit. I need someone to come in here that actually wants to fucking be here, you cock-eyed motherfucker. <laughs> I fucking heart, man. I used to fucking
4: stand
13: for
8: this motherfucker, man. And that's... I... Well, real quick, l- l- let me just say, I, I want to give my reason for the, in- the-, the the whole thing with Hernie and the reason why I feel like it was bad is because, like I said, it was it was the whole not bad. Cody, if I'm describing a restaurant to you, and you're asking me for a good place to go eat, and I describe a place. And I'm like, oh, that's not bad. What do you think? Or, or 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 if or if I'm dating a new girl, and all my friends are asking me, you know, you know how, how things are going. Oh, that's not bad. Like, I mean, what do you what do you yeah, think? Yeah, it's, it's when not, is not a, bad it's ever not a
6: a ringing endorsement, but it's so funny because I feel like the people who heard David Tepper say, "Okay, we're gonna roll with Marty Herney, are keying in on one part of the David Tepper interview. And then you and Tony, that you're hearing, oh, not bad. Like you're kicking in on on another specific part of the interview. Uh-huh. But like I said, like G baby, kind of heard what I heard. And by the way, I'm hoping that you guys are right. Like I don't want to be right on this. I, I I want I want to move on from Marty Herney. I'm not attached to the man, so I, I want you guys to be right on this. But like G baby, I, I didn't hear any inclination that, that uh, his days are numbered. I heard David Tepper say that he values um, his ability to evaluate talent and college football players, so that, that means more of his decisions in Carolina's future. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but a lot of people are interpreting those words different ways.
8: Well, real quick, he also said that Ron Rivera was one of the most men he respected the most that he's ever met, and he just fired him. So I'm just what I saying.
7: I, I yeah. think that I think that was. He didn't say he was the best coach he's ever met.
5: He said he respected the man.
4: Okay. Um, he also didn't say
5: that Marty Herney was the best GM.
8: <laughs> he but said he was not, not bad. Here's <laughs> what I'm
5: saying. I,
7: I think David Tepper is a big fan of the office, and I'll tell you why. The way that he named North Turner, assistant to the regional manager. Um, and he's basically saying that there is going to be a co-general manager. That's really what I gather from this. Now yes. we have a, a Jim and Michael type of situation when they were co-managers. <laughs> so Jim would handle small like day-to-day things, and Michael would handle big-picture things. What I'm hearing from this is that he trusts Marty Herney as an evaluator of talent for college scouting. He does not trust Marty Herney when it comes to negotiating and getting people uh, in, into contracts that are going to be team friendly or or maybe get free agents from other teams to come uh, to, to the Carolina Panthers, which we've seen was maybe not necessarily accurate this past offseason. But nonetheless, um, I think that is probably what I hear most is that David Tepper really likes the office and he's trying everything he can to make sure his team mimics it.
6: Does that mean Pam is Caroline Can
7: Yes,
5: absolutely. Absolutely. I'm
6: into it. I'm into both of them at the (laughs) same
5: time, dude. I don't get any of this because I don't watch The Office. Sorry, a lot of you
7: probably don't. My apologies, guys. No,
5: everybody does. No, most people do. Uh,
6: I caught up on The Office in like a month and a half from episode one to the very last one. Uh, It's on Netflix, but only for a few more months. So if you want to catch up,
8: do it. I, I do want to say, CK, you were just talking about how you thought he was in a position where, you know, he wants to try to make he loves the offense and he wants to try to make this stuff work out the best. That's what you say right before you make the decision to break up with somebody. Yeah i'm just saying that, that that's the mode you get into right for you i mean it's pretty clear
5: marty herney's day is, uh, look is that again the real answer to the i or hope
6: to, y'all are right man uh, mean, we are
5: we are totally right and the reason why is because is his role expanding or contracting he is the general manager right now right is prior to yes prior to today Marty Herney was in t- charge of team operations right like he was the dude that uh, that Ron Rivera answered to that everybody on the football side he keeps saying the football side of operations answered to it sounded like to me today that Marty Herney's job and his responsibilities contracted not expanded. And I think that answers the question right there. If your job responsibilities are getting less, and they were everything, then you ain't going to be everything tomorrow.
6: Bill Dodgey says, it's not you, Marty. It's me. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Alright, next call.
16: So, hey guys, this is uh, Jedi, Jor.
5: Hey, Jedi, Jor. Jedi, Jor.
16: Heard, I'm sure already, Ron is gone. It um, definitely is the end of an era. I'm going to miss him, even though uh, a lot of things were frustrating about him, uh, in particular missed opportunities. But um, he, I, I believe he's going to bounce back strong. Uh, I've already heard talks about maybe him reuniting with Gettleman up in New York, which would be interesting if that happens. But um, this is a point this podcast that so the Panthers. Uh, we got to find out what we're going to do post uh, Ron Rivera era, um, and it also—I uh, mean, from the way it looks—it looks like it might be a post Cam and a post Luke Kuechly era as well. Uh, which um, it's really hard to think about. Uh, we've been able to rely on those three for the last eight, nine years, and uh, now we're going to have to need a new. Pillar on offense, which is probably looking like Christian McCaffrey if he can keep up his production for the next few years, and possibly a, a, somebody on defense who can, um, everybody can rally around, uh, and also a coach who can, um, who can pick up where Ron left off and hopefully, you know, game plan better and make adjustments and do everything that Ron wasn't able to. Um, yeah I don't see us being very good for the next few years unfortunately but uh, I will still be black and blue uh, I'll after 1 15 to 15 cities
4: or
16: 2 and 14 cities I think it was but anyway I'll survive that I can survive a couple of years but <laughs> at least the chicken, tickets will be cheaper alright guys uh, <laughs> <keep going. laughs>
8: he's a Jedi so he's wise
6: yeah there's always a bright side
8: alright next call
13: Going to the Super Bowl for fucking Ron Rivera—that was good enough for him, man. That was good enough for him. Oh, I went to the Super Bowl. I'm the best coach to ever fucking go to the Super Bowl. That's how he fucking felt, bro. Mm-hmm. And like, no, This,
5: I'm a, this is Jada. Uh, so this is G baby. G baby again.
13: Like, I love Madden. That's 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 the only game I buy. Every time, good at that shit. And I play franchise, yo. And when I draft. A young player with a superstar trait in the first few rounds. Like, he has a superstar trait for a reason, yo. Because he gets extra XP points, yo. If he plays. <laughs> and you have to play the whole season to be upgraded. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, why would I draft him but not play him? Like, how how do I expect him to get better? He's talking what about Robert Brian Burns. Doing, yo. It's just, go, it yeah. baffles me, yo. And honestly, Will Greer, you want to know why Will Greer's not playing? And it ain't because he, he, Robin Rivera doesn't want to play him because he's a young talent. Because Kyle Allen's fucking young as fuck. But it's because Will Greer ain't about that fucking smoke. They don't want to come out and say that because. It looks bad on them for even taking a chance on him in the third fucking
8: round. He should have never been fucking drafted, period. How do we know though? We that haven't seen him play. Smoke, yo. He couldn't beat out Carl Allen, yo.
13: He ain't about that fucking smoke and it was a fucked up pit. And we should have went towards the defensive side of the ball or he we went into the fucking trenches or built a fucking wall for Cam Newton. Jesus Christ. Give this fucker an offensive line, goddammit! That's why I say you take the fucking world talent receiver in the first round, and the, I don't give a fuck. Five straight rounds, you draft that fucking offensive line, man. Build the offensive line. If Cam has a little bit of time, bro, you bro, still fucking City, Yacht City. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you,
5: you, Cam still got it, fellas. Keep pounding. G-Baby gets they feeling still, good in these calls.
13: <laughs> we always going to be nice, but we got to get some
10: wins, baby. Let's go. Keep counting, fellas.
6: You know who this is? G Baby. I'm out. G Baby. He he's always brings. You know what he
5: always brings? Uh, the the smoke. No, nah, the, the smoke. The fuel. The fuel, gas. The fuel. Rash. The fuel. All right, next call. One up, C3.
13: Brad Dugan here. What's up, Brad? Brad hey, Brad in the chat gone. room. What's up, brother? But in, in all reality, you kind to of thank him for his contributions to the franchise and what he's done over the nine years. But it was time. It was time for us was to move on and him to move on. And I have one name on my coaching list Jim Harbaugh.
8: Mm. That was my, one of my other guys. Ugh. Yeah, right. Ugh. Yuck. Why? I say yuck to it. What? Why is is that? Is that
6: the end of the call? That's it. So, why why yuck?
8: Yeah, that was my number two guy. I didn't give him a my earlier, why yuck? That's
5: the, that's, I mean, obviously, John is the yeah. one in Baltimore, right? Yeah. So, and, Jim is former 49ers, now Michigan. Yeah. Well, because this is, I've seen him a little bit in that show that Amazon did. Whoever did. And he's like a big dorky ass dad. Like he goes into the rooms and he's just like making these cheese ball ass jokes. And he's well, just like, oh, yeah, get to was. bed, fellas. Okay, and it just seems really, tired there. I'm and you know what? Is football? that, yeah, yeah, I am ready to talk football. Is this is Michigan Michigan's fucking sucked under him? I mean, they've been all right. They've been okay, but we've had guys that took over Ohio State that weren't even ready for it under scandal, and all of a sudden these mugs are better than the guy they replaced. I, you know, I'm just kind of wondering: is he really? Is he pro foot, football well, coaching material?
6: I think well, so yes, he's already proven that he is.
5: He's not proven squat, really. So then then Ron Rivera proved that he is, too.
6: He went every bit as far as, as Ron Rivera, but I think it also bears repeating that there is a real big difference between being a college head coach and a professional head coach. When you're a coach in college, you have to nestle up to boosters. You have to travel across the country and recruit high school players to come and pick your college, sometimes when they're even sophomores and juniors. It's just so different from having to, to manage a team of players that are paid to play football. I think it's very reasonable to say that Jim Harbaugh is a, a much better NFL head coach than he is a college football head coach. Right. And even though he has underperformed at Michigan, he's not a losing coach. I mean, that's a that's a winning football team every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would not be mad at that. Um, Scott Turner was in michigan so those two already have ties to one another um so that might be a seamless transition where Harbaugh already has scott turner as the offensive coordinator of the panthers i mean he he might not have to do a whole lot by the time he does come here so i'm not mad at that hire uh at all in fact i'd say he's probably in my top three
8: I also wouldn't compare that his college coaching career with his his uh, record against Ohio State because college is a little bit different with rivalry games than I think pro sports are. Uh, for me, they're a little more hyped. They're, they're you know, they're, well, yeah, but, uh, and Ohio
5: State Michigan may be the most intense rivalry in the history of the world. Right, and people that, don't like understand that. But watch that HBO special or whatever the hell it was. I was yeah. like, damn. It, no, I used to think it was Carolina Duke. But I saw Mugs talking about that they dis... They, what, one dude uh, was from Ohio, and his son transferred to Michigan, and he, like, wrote him out of the will. Wow, like, these cool. motherfuckers don't play around up there.
8: Yeah, but what I'm just saying with that is, that, like, it on, on rivalries that's like that, that. that, it doesn't really matter about rankings that much. Like, there's always going to be a good game between those two teams. Well, that's saying, not true. I not- mean... But I, Michigan I, I was, ain't been shit, dude. They ain't been shit.
6: I was just, just saying, don't, don't, like don't to be too right? hard on it. There is a reason why the 49ers fell off of a cliff after Jim Harbaugh left.
4: Yeah.
5: All right, so the answer is Jim Harbaugh? No. Uh, I'm, I'm saying it's... CK, well, you're awfully quiet over there. What do you think?
6: Well,
7: I, I you know, I I kinda wince at the idea because it's just a, such a different style of coaching to what uh, Rivera was. Like he is an emotional coach. Like he is every ounce of an emotional coach. So I, I it's it's interesting, and you do look at the 49ers and they yeah. had success pretty much every year, you know, beyond any rebuilding when he was there. Um, and he did it under two different types of quarterbacks, a pocket passer and Alex Smith. And a and a very you know uh, dual threat type quarterback such as Kaepernick, you know the success was there from pretty much any uh, any pieces that he had available to him. So I'm not mad at the idea. He wouldn't be my number one choice, but if he were to be hired, I mean there is, uh, uh, you know the Harbo Harbaugh, Harbaugh family has a uh, has a very distinctive line of success that's in there. Uh, the genetic, category, thing. I think yeah. that that's uh, I think that is something that uh, is not necessarily. Learned, I think that is something that is a, a part of your uh, your personality, and I think that's something we should look forward to. Brad, Dug- oh,
6: go ahead.
5: Brad Dugan followed up on his comment in the chat room. He said, Jim Harbaugh, proven winner at every place he's coached. I
8: mean, he said, That's yeah. problem. Four was and, impressive.
6: Yeah, and by the way, if you do take into consideration David Tepper's comments, how he wants a new, innovative thing mixed with an old school gruff type of rough and tough deal that kind of is Jim Harbaugh if you think about it because Jim Harbaugh has been having to deal with young players and young coaches and having to adapt to the college football game as it is with spread offenses but at the same time this is a guy that was known for building really good defenses and, and building teams that are championship old school football type team. So. All
5: right, we're going to the next call, but I want you to think on Rick Smith's comment as the call is going on. Harbaugh is on my list. I'd also have Salah as San Francisco defensive coordinator and Vikings offensive coordinator. Think on that, Cody. I know you got some things to say. Next call. We'll four to more to go after from this. Now that the inevitable has happened, um, it's
0: only right we start talking about who's going to get the gig next. And Perfect. Look at these. It's got to be Greg Roman. He spent seven years here helping out the O-line. So, one, he understands how to operate O-lines. Okay. Um You got to have a head coach who knows how to utilize the O-line correctly. Seattle has never really had a top O-line, but yet they still get the job done. If you understand how to use off like offensive line, then. You can design plays around their weaknesses and make them... A lot of those Russell Wilson are. He understands mobile quarterbacks. We can obviously see that with his Colin Kaepernick days. I honestly feel like Colin Kaepernick owes a lot to Gray Roman, and that's why he was able to push them to a Super Bowl. And that's the same thing that's going on with Lamar. We have an even better quarterback in Carolina. We just haven't had a coach that has utilized him correctly. So... Let's bring him in. We have great offensive weapons. We need to get a solid defensive coordinator. We need to, that's probably going to be the hardest thing to find, a solid defensive coordinator. Those are harder to find in today's
4: days yeah. than
0: a head coach, in my opinion, because we haven't had a great defensive head coach since, or defensive um, coordinator since Sean McDermott. So Steve Wilkes, not that great. So that's going to be he's just you deal know, Eric Washington. No,
5: but he's he right. He wasn't that great so
0: either. Greg Roman is my choice. Um, I also think we should take Jalen Hurts if he slips to the second. And good days are to come in Panther Nation. So let's just keep pounding.
6: Keep pounding.
8: I do want to point out how I just said that he wasn't that bad. And the first thing that came to your mind was that that was a bad, negative comment. Just saying that. Somebody says something's not yeah. that bad. Oh, yeah, crazy. exactly. Good on. point. Great right. point. Yeah. He wasn't that yeah. bad.
3: You're exactly <laughs> right.
5: <laughs> Marty Herney, <laughs> turns on. out, you're fired, bitch. <laughs> 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 what a wonderful way. What a That is like a joke that needs to be told on the stage right there, Greg. <laughs> All right, so thinking about this is that what I love about going through the cat calls, we're over two and a half hours into the show, and we're still, they're just pushing the conversation along. We were just asking about the names, and we continued. Look, Greg, we got the Greg and the Greg Roman connection here. But, Cody, there—we're we're talking about this future head coaching position, and there is some concern about maybe... Um, a retread, where like we we heard Greg Roman there. Where do you continue? You still a little concerned about that?
6: Um, I mean, listen, I'm so as I said, I'm not disappointed if we hire Greg Roman. I mean, because if anything, if we hire Greg Roman, to me that's an indication of the organization saying Cam Newton is our future, because that seems like the kind of hire that you would make to try and get the most out of cam newton um i mean i just listen everyone knows how much i love cam newton and it's it's obvious um but i do think that it's always been a legitimate question when we talk about his health and we just don't know how his body is is holding up and if it's going to continue to be able to hold up and do you continue to ask a 30 31 year old cam newton to do what Lamar Jackson is doing now
5: So you, know, you go just, to the you go to the other side of the ball though Cody and the comment from what we were talking about I said hold on to it is uh the Salah
6: Yeah Robert Salah
5: Salah uh, defen- Sala. Yeah
6: the 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 defensive Salah to you know, Salah to me Yeah um I don't know I am I'm, I'm hesitant about Robert Salah because I, I think it is I think Niners- it's too
5: much of fool's gold
6: that 49ers defensive line is loaded with, like, not even
4: just the whole round,
5: defense, the even, whole damn not defense,
6: even, hold up, not even first round talent, but top five talent, yeah, at every single position,
5: mm-hmm. yeah.
6: So, I mean, dude, you're talking about
5: how can you uh, not be good when your front four can just mm-hmm. beat ass all day long,
6: yeah. yeah. Now, I would love to have him as a defensive coordinator, but I have not seen enough from the man to hand him the reins to the Carolina Panthers which
7: also has energy on the sideline. I mean I, I would Oh say yeah. His energy yeah. yeah,
5: he does look. He looks like he could go out there and tackle somebody himself, right? Yeah. But uh, but long to me to, long long. Long. to yeah. me I think the other name that a lot of, that a lot of people were talking about last week on the show is just the offensive version of him and that's the b enemy. What's yeah. his name? Tell me how to pronounce um, it.
6: Eric Bieniemy. Oh, so author. I got it right. I got it right. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, uh, Eric Bieniemy is someone that I've had my eyes on for um a while
5: now. But like, could I, he I'm- be a victim of his own circumstance under Andy Reid? Obviously, we still think it's Andy Reid's offense, and on top of that, Mahomes is playing like a <clears throat> crazy man. Like, how can you not get it right?
6: You know, but you're gonna have these types of questions about everyone that you hire. True. You know, but, I,
5: I and mean, can they, they run a whole team though? There's such well, a difference in being a questions. coordinator. There's such a difference in just saying your job is to design a play, how to defeat that team's defense. To you're gonna run an organization.
6: So, would you prefer to hire someone that's been a head coach before? Maybe, kind of.
5: I'm gonna tell know, you a name that everybody would hate, yes, yeah, so, Todd Bowles.
8: Oh, uh, I, I'd cut,
6: I would cut my own penis off. Why,
5: why,
8: Todd why, <laughs> why, what is it? Why not done? your finger?
5: <laughs> <laughs> he was good with the Jets, and that's like a compliment in itself,
6: no, dude. No, no, I I feel the same way about Bowles as I do about McCarthy. No
4: No way, not even close. I'm
6: not down for Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, come on, dude. Why? I don't under. I have that comes out of left field for me.
8: Huh? I mean, well, my only thing is like, okay, if if you want don't want to give somebody who hasn't had a coaching job a chance then you're in the same mindset of Ron Rivera by not giving players that haven't had a chance to play a chance. You never know until you put them out there and see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to- you, can't, you can't just always stick with the veterans because then you well, end up in the position that Carolina's in right now where we have possible talent that we never see. But a lot
5: of the names y'all are talking about have had some sort of former head coach oh, okay. experience. I, I agree. Harbaugh. The, 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 the other idea is don't forget Josh Daniels was a c- head coach. At Denver, right? Yeah. And then he yeah. went back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't think just so because was you were. Uh...
6: Carol, so was Bill Belichick. See?
5: So, why is that. Todd Bowles was not a bad coach. So, don't laugh at me on that, like, entirely. Um,
6: I'm going to laugh at you at least a little.
5: All right. Well, then, uh, I mean, how is that any more ridiculous than Jim Harbaugh?
6: Oh, dude! You're gonna tell me that Todd Bowles has anywhere near the pedigree that Harbaugh does? It's not even close. It's not even a little bit close.
5: You don't think so?
6: No, between no. Harbaugh and
5: Todd no. Bowles? I don't, I don't Bowles?
8: think
5: so either. Yeah. No. no, no. 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 Okay.
8: Mm. Okay. No,
7: Where was Todd Bowles before the Jets?
5: With Arizona, he was the yeah exactly. No, he was the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals under Bruce Arians, where he is exactly right now in Tampa Bay. He is back to where he was.
8: Oh, well. look at look at Tampa Bay's defense. Was well, is pretty fucking amazing defense. for what they got. Run defense, is good. I'll give you that.
5: Nah,
6: you we're run. moving away from the huh? defense, man. All right, we're all right, all right. All right next call. There's
5: three more calls. Good through.
9: Hey, wondering what y'all's thoughts are about the choice for the interim coach, uh, Perry Fuel. Fuel. Sorry about, about can't that, pronounce either. his name, but uh,
6: Sam here. What? I know
9: Tepper said something about he can command a room. I'm just not too familiar with him, but I'm wondering uh, what your thoughts are. What maybe if Norb should have been the choice, and also just why the secondary coach if the secondary. Really hasn't been
5: performing all that well. So, They've that actually was, been better than half yeah, the other part the puck, of yeah, the team.
6: Perry fuel All right.
5: So here, here's his history. And Carl he was, according to Wikipedia, Fuel was a college coach for 13 years, working as an assistant assistant coach in North Carolina, Army, Kent State, Vanderbilt. Fuel entered the NFL as the defensive backs coach under Tom Coughlin in 1998, stayed there through 2002. Jacksonville's past defense ranked third in the NFL in 1999, and two years later, the Jags only gave up t- 13 touchdowns. In 2003, he went to St. Louis, secondary coach in Rams, Fuel was a defensive backs coach in Chicago from 2004 through 2005 under Lovey Smith. He was hired as a defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills in 2006 in what was statistically their best season under Fuel, the 2008 Buffalo Bills defense ranked second in the AFC in negative yard. Okay. Um... On January 14, twenty ten, Fuel was hired as defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. Served at, under head coach Tom Coughlin, so he was been a defensive coordinator. He's he's been a defensive coordinator twice.
7: Well, that throws my statement out the window. I said that he's never been more than a secondaries coach, but yeah,
5: yeah but twice. My question is
7: why is he not that, that? Then bodes the question: Why has he been demoted to a secondaries coach?
8: Yeah. can I can I give but, a theory that I have? Yes, please. about um, and this kind of brings a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about together. Is what if just by chance we already have the head coach on our staff? Oh, That looking for. He says he's working on a process. Right now, what if North Turner turned down the coaching job because he and and, and he's going to be there? Yeah, smoking I'm just weed. I'm saying. Hold, hear me out. He's going to be there to help. Pamper his son into the position of head coach next year, and the I reason why you gonna... put the reason why you put Fuel as head coach instead of uh, Eric Washington is because you're going to replace Eric Washington, but you're going to keep Fuel, so he's there for the next four weeks as interim coach, and then you can knock him back down to you can even bump him to defensive coordinator if you wanted to. But what if the answer is on the roster that he thinks, and Scott and uh, Turner is going to be our Scott our Turner, player.
5: head coach of the Carolina Panthers, defensive coordinator Perry Fuel. You crack the code. Actually, just, it sounds
8: ridiculous, and it actually could happen. People called me ridiculous on a lot of things I've said, and a few weeks later we're talking about them happening. I'm just, I'm just saying. It sounds I ridiculous. I can't,
7: I can't see a situation where they believe Scott Turner is going to go from quarterback's coach to head coach. With but if you're no... looking for somebody
8: that has faith in Cam Newton, he's been the quarterback's coach with Cam Newton – that's a guy that would have that would probably go forward and say, yeah, we can go with this. Don't
5: guy. you think he may have named him Interim? What if he did this? If he would have named Scott Turner Interim head coach. That's what he but should have done. That would have if, been some fucking big dick shit right there. If there you're
6: going forward, you have to be so sure yeah. that Perry yeah. Fuel yeah. is the head. It's answer. too far up. As, no, as not coach, Perry.
5: Man. No, like, he's saying that Scott Turner would be the coach,
6: right? I mean, literally, it's like what the Browns did, but far, like far less reason to hire that coordinator. Like it's. But not you're like not gonna hire
4: you're
8: him. The you're the gonna offense. hire Scott. Mm, he's saying like Scott's money. gonna be the <laughs> head coach. Head coach, and Perry feels gonna be the defensive coordinator next year. <sighs>
6: Actually. Yeah, maybe, It's crazy. It's uh, crazy talk. I do not. I, I, don't, I
5: don't, like it. So though. I, I, I kind of like. I kind of like the f- battle. Like it's like movie. fan fiction. But next call. All
12: right, guys, check this out. I just kind of <laughs> wrote. He this he says song the exact same thing, I was listening to the podcast. Here it goes.
5: Scott Turner,
8: Panthers head coach.
12: <laughs> are a burning thing. Seems Johnny Cash.
8: And
12: it makes Super Bowl <laughs> rings fueled by a wild (laughs) desire that being Ron getting fired well David gave us just what we desired we turn on the news and Ron has been fired and it
8: burns burns
11: burns that ring of fire that ring of
5: fire this is so good that was so fucking good was oh my gosh! It might have been the best call if I wouldn't I already said another call was the best call. Thank
6: you for that serenity.
5: Oh my gosh! Burns, burns, burns! <laughs> Last call of the. I'm night. just saying
7: with the fuel and the burns thing.
4: <laughs>
5: a lot of Perry Fuel is going to be the head coach, and Brian Burns is going to be player defensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> nice call.
15: The timing. Last call. Firing Ron Rivera. Remember, Keppers a hedge fund guy. He views stuff through numbers, through stocks, and I kind of think he saw Ron Rivera as a fallen stock. And before things bottomed out, I think he intentionally. Before uh, they bottomed out. out. The continuity of the coaching staff. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Will Greer gets his shot. Uh I hope he getting does. Some playing time. The continuity of the coaching staff is in a little disarray. This is tank mode. This is rebuild mode. I do think that we keep Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton and Pepper have a great relationship. They even chumming up at the Thanksgiving dinner. A cheap um, prove it deal uh, for Cam. He's got another year left on his contract. It doesn't cost anything to keep him. And I'll get a a really attractive coach coming in. He's going to pay him really well. But All in all, uh, thanks, Ron Revere, Riverboat Ron, for the year that he gave. I think he's the best um, coach that the Panthers have had in in Panther history. But there was a lot of things that Ron left to be desired. I don't think he ever played to win uh, the game, and I do think that um, Cam um, was a big reason behind some of his success and that we saw that with Cam sitting out this year uh, losing three or four games Inside the five-yard line of the last play, um, Mm. I think that 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 kind of put the nail in the coffin. But, you know, all in all, still Panthers die hard. Uh, Panther Nation, keep pounding, baby. Peace.
8: Keep pounding. We did it.
5: We're at the end of the cat calls. (laughs) Thank you for your support. Really, I'm not going to say thank Jesus. We're at the end of the calls, but thank Jesus. Um. No, it's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. You guys are the best. Keep calling in. We're gonna keep. Look, we're hitting a part in this. Uh, we're getting so much support of the show. You guys saw it earlier tonight, and you continue to see it. Is that we're three hours over three hours in? It feels like it's like a decade in, and you guys are part of this conversation, and that shows. They're really doing some good work here. So we're going to keep playing the calls right now. At some point, one day, we're going to have to adjust and start thinking about how we're going to do this so we don't stay up 24 hours of night. Hours, yeah. yeah. but but no. But right now, uh, this is the way I like to think of this show, guys. It's somebody, and, and it was actually one of the first callers into the show several years ago. And he said, man, when I listen to the podcast, I feel like I'm riding in the car with the fellas to the game Mm -hmm. talking about what's to come, what the team's like. And those are some of the best times. And you know what? The calls have been fantastic in furthering that type of conversation. And that's what I want to appreciate right now is that while things are changing, guys, you know what's not changing is that we're hanging out here and we're talking about the Carolina Panthers. Cody Lashney. The man on the hill. How does it feel to be victorious and tell them how they can follow you? Um,
6: uh, it feels pretty damn good. Um, uh, but now there's not much use for the hill because it happened so
5: Now you're uh, the general. Now you're not on. now you're not defending. You have to lead. Yeah, I'm like hey, hey, now.
6: Soon hey, Sue says he who has the high ground is victorious. So uh Let's go, baby. I'm ready for war. You can get me at C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. Um, there are uh, new drafts coming out bi-weekly on drafttech.com, and our season is pretty much over, so I know you're going to be interested. Dude, and, how about uh, Tepper
5: saying that, too? It's kind of hurt. Yeah, you no, what I'm saying Tepper
6: that? did pretty much.
5: He wanted to say it faster, words. didn't he? He wanted to come out and say season's over. He's like, well, it's yeah, not man. over, but it is.
6: He stopped himself right before. I did. He's like, oh, shit, I need people to come to this last, to this last uh Yeah, buy a, dog, buy a hot dog, buy a hot dog,
5: buy a hot dog.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but, yeah, man, draft season is sadly already upon us, and um, I'm going to be uh, putting out new mock drafts uh, every two weeks with comments for the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans.
5: Ck, has got a hundred and have you got hundred and ten yet? I'm gonna look it up.
1: Yeah, look looked that up
7: while you doing. Hey, Cody, don't forget, you have a vice president of this hill, right? You know,
6: it's, that's uh, right, man. Ck doesn't <laughs> get enough. He's been on my side <laughs> this entire time. This has been my tag team partner. <laughs> hey, man, that's a double code of trouble, man. Yeah, You're yeah. Right. Team you
5: 100, got a hundred and eleven, bro. bro. You got one, 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 one. You got a hundred and eleven. We oh, got no, over a no. Yeah, come on, let's get him to 115 by tomorrow. Tonight,
8: yeah.
5: By oh, tonight, oh. actually, yeah, actually, two days. Because if you gotta listen to this podcast for four hours, you might not hear it till Friday. Oh. <laughs> but he's got 100. How can they follow you on Twitter, Cody? CK, hey,
7: man, you're, you're going to be able to get me at @codizzleallen. That is C O D I Z Z L
5: E A L L E N Codizzle Allen. A lot of double, double, doubles. All right, let's go <laughs> on to Greg. How can they follow you, my friend?
8: Man, you can follow me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. I'm willing to talk to anybody about just about anything, and you can also uh, check out my other podcast, Super Do Super Starverse Podcast. We talk about movies, television shows literature comic books all kinds of different stuff i actually have a fan that i've met on this show that's going to be on my show this friday so i'm open to having people on just hit me up cody's going to do some Watchmen talk with me ck's going to do some lord of the rings talk with me i know i'm gonna get tony back on but uh we record fridays and we drop mondays man check us out the civil
5: servants podcast checking out it's a fun nerd listen it's a giant nerd listen. And yep. you know what? You'll love it. I'm I settle right in into my couch when I listen to it. All right, my name's Tony Dunn. Are so see uh, th-
6: are, are we icing anyone up? I was no. gonna ask you. Oh
5: that, shit. Wanna... Yeah, it is Tuesday. Oh yeah. That, but we wanna... but we have yeah. to do Yes, we do. I'm sitting here thinking it's like a post game. Your That's how I maker. felt. Yeah, it is. Tony, <laughs> Dunn, gonna... Tony
6: Dunn's bed has been calling him for an hour. Oh, That's gosh. And I got to
5: stay up for an hour and a half to get this podcast on the gun for a second internet. All right. Ice him up, Cody.
6: Uh, I am icing up Paul Feinbaum, who at every single turn wants to talk shit about Clemson. Like we are not a 29-0 and 0 football team. Always wanting to throw Davos' Swinney's name in the mud, uh, and this is the same guy that uh, talks about Cam Newton's character as being worthless and not a leader and selfish. Uh, Paul Feinbaum is the 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 definition of that Southern kind of SEC redneck stuck in the mud bullshit that is annoying in the world. Uh, Paul Feinbaum, I up loser.
5: My ice-up pit goes to whatever asshole either bumped into, banged into my wife's car. So we came outside today, and it obviously didn't happen today. It must have happened yesterday or something. But somebody backed into the front end of her car, and... It didn't cause superior major damage, but scratches on the bumper. We got i pay- I'm paying a monthly payment on that bitch. You know, what I'm saying like that's my thing. Is this? Is like to me, I look at it like a brand new car every time I pay a payment. Mm-hmm. On top of that, is it busted? Some poured out. It's not the worst. So God, thank you, Jesus, for not making it terrible. It's one of those things I can't. I'm not gonna claim it on the insurance because it's cheaper for me to just fix myself. But to whatever assholes to be backing into people's cars, man, stop it. Where are you going, mug? All right, that's my eyesight. CK, you want to go? Yeah, man, I'll go. Um,
7: You know, there's uh, there's plenty of people out there throwing names around, and uh, somebody within the organization apparently is throwing around the Mike McCarthy, uh, you know, uh, chain, you know, possibility of a head coach. And my problem with that is. You know, we're going from a defensive-minded head coach that is very conservative and shows no no emotion, to an offensive-minded coach who shows no emotion and is very conservative. <laughs> um, you know, I I just think that is the most ridiculous. Anybody who thinks that Mike McCarthy should be a Carolina Panther head coach, ice up, son.
8: Ice <laughs> up.
5: <laughs> yes. It's it's tired. Tired. That's the right one. Tired. <clears throat> That's yeah. a
8: great one. Mine's real simple, man. Uh, I'm icing myself up for fantasy football reasons. Uh, I've run a fantasy football league of my own for about nine years now. And uh, Cody and Tony, they're in it. Uh, it's only a 10-team league, so it's real small, but it's got a big prize at the end of every year, championship, bring all that stuff. This is the first year I've not made the playoffs since I've been running the league. But not only did I not make the playoffs this year, I finished in 10th place. But it's not <laughs> my fault. It's not my fault. I have the second highest scoring team. Okay, because I have a great team. I have the second highest scoring team, but I by and far have the most points scored against me. It's just total bad luck. Got beat by a two and nine team last week, and they scored 2,400 points. You're the fucking you you're Ron Rivera of fantasy football. <laughs> I guess this year I might be. I'm fired. <laughs> what happened to Ron Rivera? He got I'm beat dead. on the yeah. one
5: yard line four times. Guess what? <laughs> yep.
8: But for me, just ice up, man. Uh, better not mm-hmm. luck next year, I guess. All
5: right. Thank Jesus this show is over.
8: Yes. oh my gosh we good. knew
5: it was going to be long but i was pushing through these calls guys i thought we were I, at one point i thought man we had gotten through two-thirds of the calls i skipped a couple
8: and i was like it's like 10 15 it's like when you get up by 14 you kind of relax and the next yeah. thing you know oh there. my ah. god and then all yeah. of a sudden it's fucking midnight
5: <laughs> all right guys the c3 panthers podcast carolina cat connor carolina cat been drinking them pernicious all night pernicious is our delicious yeah. wicked weed <laughs> man i tell you that nah but y'all y'all fools uh we'll be here after the game on sunday because we fools and we'll be here on tuesday and tuesday and tuesday because we love the carolina panthers and y'all make the show great thank you for being a part of it subscribe like review whatever all of that see you next tuesday and after the game Whatever day we see you later.